Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I'm Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. What up? Folks, if you are listening to this this week, I am currently laid up on a beach in Mexico, enjoying tropical drinks and, 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 and indulging in shrimps out of a some kind of sliced pineapple that's been dug out with rice and... and Fran, you're in, you know, probably, you know, changing a diaper or something right now, you know, while somebody's listening to this, I would imagine you're like, like the, uh, that scene in the movies where like the baby pee, but oh, it's on the face, mm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But we are not escaping weather that I thought we would be escaping. So that's a plus for you. Yeah. That's because you're having more of a staycation these days, mm-hmm. you know, in, in this transitional baby period. Yeah. You don't really got the time to jet set and go take a trip somewhere. Yeah. But it's been... Um, uh, unusually warm on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to jinx myself for when we get back, but it feels like we aren't going to get much of a winter this year. I hope not. It's currently probably about seventy degrees right now as we're yeah, speaking, it's and it's January. Yep, and that's weird. It's almost mid January. It's yes, yeah, it's, it's we're kind of <laughs> deep into January yeah. right now, and it's it is it is mild, yeah, to say the least. You know, I went outside real quick to go to my car in a tank top and shorts. Yeah. And and didn't think twice about it. You know what? I could have kept the flip flops off. <laughs> I could have went outside barefoot in yeah. January. Yep. Global warming? I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't like to just attribute weird weather things to. The, I don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. But you know, some shit's going on. And I, you know, I'm not gonna put it on global warming right now. But if it's just stay seventy for the rest of the winter months, shit, Maryland might be the best place to live yeah, I'm uh, in the, in the new apocalyptic world that we live in. Yeah, where the sea t- the tides rise. But we're not really close to too much water. Right. And then now, if it's just 70 degrees all year round, yep. shit. I ain't got no reason to leave. My, the property value might go up. <laughs> my, somebody might call me and try to buy my house for triple. You yeah. Know? You know, so I'm just saying, you know, sometimes you got to find those those bright spots in uh, the ever-changing uh, landscape of this world that we're fucking up. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Fran, you know, I uh, wanted to talk to you because this weekend... There was been there was an update to a story that's been happening over the last couple 
couple months, mm-hmm. there was some craziness at the White House uh, with this story because this kid named Harry Dunn mm-hmm. was run over by a woman in the UK. Yeah. She, he was riding a motorbike. She ran him over. Boom. Drop, she was driving on the wrong side of the road. Mm-hmm. That is not up for debate. Mm-hmm. And that was the craziest part to me was a couple months ago. I thought maybe it was more complicated. And the woman is married to some kind of U.S. dignitary. Okay. He works for the government in some capacity. So when the shit started hitting the fan, they fled the country, came back to the U.S. and claimed diplomatic immunity. Mm-hmm. Which means you can't charge for any crimes that happen on some other soil. Because we're dignitaries of some kind. Damn. Okay. The the case started developing and everything like that. It's it started to become less of a, you know, there was no debate. She ran him over and he died and that was it. The, so wait, so they was like essentially just trying to get away with killing somebody. They did get away with killing somebody. They did. That's wild. Yeah, she's still out. They live in Virginia. That is. But nice. anyway, four months ago. I don't. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but uh, the 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 father, whose name is Tim Dunn, and the mother's name is Charlotte. But I don't think they're married, mm-hmm. so I don't remember her last name. They came to the United States. I don't know if they came here to just you know do the CNN run and mm-hmm. talk to you know American news to try to get the story out here to see if we could they could garner some sympathy from us. Like, damn, that is fucked up. We should extradite her. Yeah, which isn't going to happen. But I'll get to that. Um, they came here, they're doing the run, the press run tours, talking to CNN, talking to MSNBC. They get a phone call from the white house. Mm -hmm. Can you come to the white house? The president really wants to meet you. They come to the white house. They say they walk into the oval office. Donald Trump is, you know, super nice, but everybody else in the room, it's a bunch of security guards in the room and Mm -hmm. everybody's just kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like mean mugging them, like, you know, sizing them up. They felt like they said they felt like they were intimidated. They said two minutes into walking into the Oval Office after the niceties and, oh, man, it's good to see you guys. Donald Trump goes, the woman whose name is Ann Sarkoulis, mm-hmm. Anne is in the other room. Mm-hmm. So we're going to bring her in and you guys can meet and, 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 and you know, she can apologize. Yeah. Because what it was was a photo opportunity. Mm-hmm. What it was, what, because they said they're willing to meet Ann Sarkoulis, but she has to come over to the United Kingdom. And fucking face, go through a trial and everything that you're supposed to, you have to go through the criminal justice system. Yeah. And then we can meet. And I'm sure it wasn't, the the mother who is very strong and I really respect her a lot, she goes, I'm sure it was an accident. And I'm willing to listen to your apology. But I'm not going to listen to your apology on American soil and then nothing happens. Yeah. Because it's just like, hey man, my bad. Yeah. Anyway, I got a brunch at 1130. Mm-hmm. See ya. Because that's what happens if you get an apology on American soil. Because that lady never has to go to the UK again if she doesn't want to. Mm. So they got ambushed by that. They said, no, 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 no. We're not meeting this woman on American soil so yeah. you can so so the cameras can come out and Donald yeah. Trump can be in the middle like, I brought them together. They shook hands. Everything's forgiven. It's all good, guys. I mm. solved this. They're, so they refused and left. Yep. And that was the whole thing. And that was the whole thing that a couple months ago because everybody was saying, I can't believe he would try to do this. But again... Everything this dude does is like, ping pong, Teflon Don. It's like, whatever, you know, whatever that was. uh, Something else happened. He said something crazy on Twitter and we moved on. Mm -hmm. But I really want to revisit that and live in that and say how crazy that was that this woman killed somebody in another country, fled the country, came back to the United States. The, the, The United States is refusing to extradite this woman. Because of her privilege and who she's married to and whatever. And then the president goes, 
well, we're not going to give you justice, but we can come here and y'all can shake hands in my in my Oval Office and I can look like, you know, a good guy, right? And they were like, fuck no, I'm not shaking that woman's hand here. And then she never... So she gets my forgiveness on camera forced, forcedly, mm-hmm. and then she never has to come to Amer- to the United Kingdom and face a trial. Fuck no. So why can, why can't you do that though? Why can't you just why can't you kill somebody and then just dip and then? Why can you? Yeah. Well, in her position, I understand. In any other position, it's up to the country to extradite you. Now, hmm. I think that if this was anybody else, if I went over to France and fucking, you know smacked the guy on the back waiting for the train laughing yeah. and he fell on the train tracks and got run over by a train and I was like fuck this I'm out and yeah. I came back here and then it, they, the you know the camera footage starts coming out of the mm-hmm. train moment and all this and they have my face on the news and it starts becoming a world news story yeah. they're extraditing my ass back to France and I'm facing trial and I'm going to prison yeah. but this woman even though her name again her name is Anne Sorkoulis I want her name to be known her face is out there but it's cra- this woman is like at a Whole Foods right now Walking around and killed somebody's son. And don't even care. I don't want to say that. It might be eating her up. I I, I don't want to say. But if if it was eating her up enough, she would go and face her her trial and say it was an accident. I didn't mean to. And face whatever consequences come with that. I'm not saying she's a brutal murderer. She didn't stab this kid to death or something Mm -hmm. like that. It was an accident. But you need to go face your your consequences. And if you're not doing that, I have to lean towards you. What you just said and like, you don't care enough to go face up to it. That's crazy. You know, so this woman's walking around right now, free. The government is refusing to extradite her. That's never happening. I assume so. I don't know what else. It's a world story. The United Kingdom, these these parents are still all over the news crying. It's a terrible, sad, it's a terribly sad story. She's been officially charged in the last couple of weeks. Mm. Like she's officially been charged with second degree murder. Mm -hmm. So it's officially UK. In the UK. Okay. So there will be a, there's a charge, there's a trial officially waiting for her with, with charges that have been brought up. But we have to give her over though. We have to extradite her over to there. Dang. So basically, she can just never go over there again. And if she touches foot on, you know, United Kingdom soil, she could be, you know, arrested and then charged. That is crazy. But she can just never go there again. So she can just live here and be free. And that's crazy. This kid's a twin. Uh, you know, you know, his mother and his dad, they're, you know, just middle class, you know, British people or whatever living their life, and this woman driving on the wrong side of the road fucking smashed into their kid, killed them, and then left. They drive on the opposite side, right? Yeah. Is that why? But I mean, yes, I would assume so, but it's not the opposite side there. It's the opposite side to us here, but like, she was driving on the wrong side of the road. I don't even like that kind of language because I feel like it um is giving her an excuse. Okay. You know, it's it's... It's the opposite side of the road. It might have been the opposite side of the road to her, but they were living in the United Kingdom. She lived on an army base, and she was driving. Oh, so if you're driving, God. you need to know the rules of the... You can't... It, it's one thing. If this was a woman... Because when we went to Ireland, they drive on the opposite side of the roads that we do, yeah. too. And they have a bunch of roundabout, roundabouts. Mm-hmm. If we had gotten an accident fresh from leaving the Avis rent-a-car place, and you know we hit a car... I mean, I'm not saying kill somebody. Yeah. I'm saying like a, like a fender bender. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could get away with like, oh, we never drove here before. Like, I don't know. Sorry. It's still our fault, but yeah. it's more understandable. When you, she's been living in the country and took it upon herself to, you know, drive herself around. And mm. then she drove on the wrong, drove on the wrong side of the road, whatever this was and killed this kid. Yeah. That's not an excuse. You didn't just get there yesterday. Yeah. She's been there for a while. I mean, it happened to me one time. I I, went, I was driving in D.C. and the, there's streetlights on the side. Oh, yeah. So you're and just blowing through the intersections. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. It's it, it, 
when you've never been somewhere, I understand there's a there's a learning curve. Yeah. But if you would have hit somebody, it would have been your fault. Totally been my fault. Yeah, you know. It's, but it's, it, the reason would have been my, the lights. I didn't to see the street lights on the side of the street. Sure, and maybe somebody would have took that into account. No, doubt but if it. yeah. <laughs> They might have been like, like well, hey, man, what? 15 years, yeah. 11 years, you know what I'm But like, Crazy. yeah, man, she hit a person and they died. So, that's, you know, that's. Mm. So um, I just, it just really, it was really, a, um, I, I've had a bunch of sober reminders of what privilege and wealth can get you in this country. But this one was like, oh shit, wow. Because Harry Dunn's white, man. How did they find out it was her? Did she tell oh, her? I don't, I don't, that I don't, that I didn't, that I don't, that I don't know. I would okay. assume there was cameras or something. I don't know if she because for yeah. her to hit this dude and kill him and her just run off. Yeah, it might have been. A, it might maybe it wasn't a hit and run. You know, okay. I don't. I don't. That part I don't remember. That if it was, I'm like fuck that. Maybe it wasn't a hit and run. Maybe she hit him, called the police, and then they came and then they let her go home and was like, "We'll be in touch in the All next right. couple of days." And then they were like, when she started realizing, like, "Oh, this shit is like serious." Oh. Like, fuck this, we're out. I gotta look at that. Those, sounds. Probably what's yeah, most likely. Because the, cause the way you telling me, me not... I don't think she hit him and then was like, pulled yeah, off. And, like, no, oh, I, I gotta get like, out of here. That's no, not... No, okay. it was like... It was like after, that's fucked up. It was like after a couple of days of realizing, oh, this isn't going away. This They're, the like, pressing me, they're like pressing me about this. They want me to come down and do an interview and get my story again, even after I've given it three times. Mm. When you, you know, when you start feeling that, that kind of... Oh, they're trying to paint a narrative. Oh, they're trying. Her husband goes. You, you need to get back here. Yeah, we need to. Go. He left too. Yeah. Oh, they he both, was there too. Yeah. Oh. She, whatever she has oh, okay. as far as a diplomatic immunity is not on her own merit. It's her husband who is. That's the what thing. I'm. But I'm saying I thought he was here in the U.S. and he no, they were like, both oh, living over there. Back. No, oh, they were okay. both living over there at some kind of base. You know, he was stationed there for some reason. He's some kind of dignitary. And then, so that leads me to believe he made a phone call to some kind of. Some some government official that that let him leave his job and come back here, unless he's still over there. Whatever happened, he maybe he's still there. She left. She That's left, crazy. and she'll never come back there again, and can live on, as a free person here in the United States. So the last thing I want to do is and let get her away be with murder. Yes, exactly. So I want to not let her be free mentally, wow. and say that her name is Anne Coolis. You can Google her; her picture will come up. And this woman killed somebody. This woman killed somebody's child. And the point that I was getting to again was. Privilege goes beyond skin color because, like I said, this kid Harry Dunn is some you know middle class kid in the UK, white parents, white white people on TV crying about how this rich fucking family killed their son, mm -hmm. and then they got away with it. They brought him to the White House to try to. I want to. I just want to. I don't. I don't like to make everything about American politics, but if a if a Mexican immigrant have run over somebody's kid. And then fled to Mexico after, you know, after staying around and, you know, whatever. And then they realized shit was getting hot and they fled to Mexico and we knew his name and mm -hmm. knew where he worked and all this kind of stuff. And the Mexican government went, well, sorry, you can't have him. There would be like all out war against Mexicans. It would, it would be it would be full on animosity. So I just want us to keep that same and energy. Got, and they got every right to do that. Exactly. At and I, so point. I just want us to keep that same energy and understand that no matter if this woman is American or whatever... She killed somebody's kid, yep. fled the country, and is just going to Trader Joe's right now, riding yeah, in her in her Subaru in her Subaru and just living her life. I had to get in my own hands at that point. I'm sorry. Well, Can I say that? I don't know. Oh. So we're gonna move on. <laughs> you were taking in your own hands, and you know, with the criminal justice system, called police and stuff like that. If you um, word it that way, fine. <laughs> Uh, moving on from that, we didn't last week. We didn't get a chance to, but um, let's send out. We're gonna send out a lot of prayers and condolences this episode. But 
uh, prayers and condolences that um, um, we just sent over a bunch of firefighters over to Australia. Uh, Australia oh, yeah. has been burning at a crazy rapid pace. Mm-hmm. Didn't They've it just lost... rain recently? Wasn't that a good thing? I hope so. Thing. I hope so. I hope that. I hope that. Uh, maybe they're out, you know, but we didn't speak on it when it was really yeah. raging. And they lost like 500 billion species of animals through these fires. I've been seeing burnt up koalas. Koalas, man. Yes. I want to yeah, own one day, man. It's heartbreaking, man, you know. Yeah, well, they've them. been, the word that they use, which was new for me, which I guess means that koalas don't fuck a lot, is that they are, um, that fire made them. Almost extinct? But like, it was like actively extinct. Like, they, there are still koalas left, but not enough to rebuild the population in a way. Dang. So the ones that are left need to be protected. I gotta get one. There might, they might, it might take them hundreds of years to rebuild the population Dang. because of the rate at which they, they procreate. They don't fuck like rabbits. I think koalas have wow. like one baby. So if there's 50 koalas left, you know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. Like, That's crazy. there's still some koalas left, but not enough to where they'll just bounce back from this. Yeah. But Australia's home to all kind of crazy shit, man. Yeah. So, those those forests and those all that is all kind of snakes and spiders and all kind of shit, man. Um, it's that's that's really sad, and it's a beautiful place. I hope to go someday. I don't know if I would make that. It's like a twenty hour flight, maybe more than that. So I don't well, know you. if I'd make that flight to get there. But it's a beautiful place, and I you know, um, I whenever I see these tourist locations, which we'll get to Puerto Rico in a second. Whenever I see these tourist locations and see all the beautiful memories that people have gotten from going to those places, mm-hmm. I hope they send the energy back and donate and all these kind of, just for thanks for the memories yeah. like fallout boy says in the in the in the beautiful words of the you know american legends fallout boy thanks for the memories you know and i would hope that you know you dig in your pocket take five out take a hundred out whatever it is if, whatever you can spare and just give it for the reasons that if 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 you even if you've never been there just to see a beautiful place get back to its beauty mm-hmm. And to stay on, so we we sent soldiers. Wait, firefighters over there. Firefighters. I don't know. I is guess that, I guess our that, firefighters just got it like that. I now, don't do know. they do that? I've never heard of it, but it, but this is a high profile oh, story. Yeah. It might happen. But do they? My concern is, are they doing this out of just voluntary? Voluntary, having a good heart from the U.S. I it mean. could be. This or is voluntary is, firefighters here? Or is it that? And I owe you one. And no, and you owe us one. Like that America kind of owes us one. No, I mean they uh, owe Australia us. owes us yeah. one. I don't know. I don't know the politics of stuff, but on when you see it on TV, it just looks like a bunch of firefighters were, you know, said to themselves, "Hey, hey guys, we got a we got firefighter brothers over there in Australia that we need to go and help out." Because that that shit is a brotherhood, man. Those firefighters and shit, they go to firefighter conventions and travel and talk shop with other firefighters from other cities and shit like that. It's it's a brotherhood. So they might, you know, it's a fire going on that needs to be put out. That's us. You know, when you see that shit, it's like that's 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 it's calling us. We got to go help out. Yeah. And they they boot they booted up and went over there. Now, I don't though. know if it's an IOU or if they're doing it on a voluntary basis or anything like that. That I don't know, but it looked good. Yeah, that's it cool. looked. I like to think it was just, hey, it's time to suit up. Mm. But you never know. I don't know. Yeah. You know, they might get some you know some shrimp on the Barbie out of it or something. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever Australia does best. <laughs> um, while we're on the subject though, uh, um, Puerto Rico, man. Yeah. Um. It's been a rough couple years for Puerto Rico. Um, financially, they've been, you know, struggling for a long time because, because of many reasons. But America uses Puerto Rico as like a um, like King's Dominion. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have any real, they don't get to vote. Um, but they're a territory; they're not a state. Yeah. So they don't really get any real benefits of American privilege, but they aren't their own independent country. Mm-hmm. 
So that's a tough spot to be in. Um, and also can lead to all kind of corruption and things like that, as, as we've seen. It's beautiful that I've been it's there. A, I've never been, but I mean, I know. The yeah. women, the the land, the yeah. beaches, everything about Puerto Rico, the food, everything yep. is beautiful. Yep. Um, they experienced a hurricane mm-hmm. a couple years ago. That's when your boy was out there, you know, letting the paper towels fly like Steph Curry from the, you know, from it's the art. boy. Um, and then uh, they had an earthquake a couple of weeks ago. And then there was concerns about a tsunami from the earthquake. Dang. And then just a couple of days ago, they had another big earthquake. So um, it's, it's, it's rough in Puerto Rico right now, man. I don't, um, I don't really know what there is to do. Like I said, again, like I just said about Australia, if, if you have the money, donate, man. Um, I don't know how many people, especially black people, it's like Puerto Rico, the Bahamas, and some parts of Mexico and South Beach. When we get some money and we want to go do it up, that's where we're going. Yeah. So, you know, return that energy and, you know, these places that you've had these beautiful <laughs> memories at and shit like that. Go go give them $50, man. Send yeah. them, donate $50 to, a, to a, a, a verified charity. I can't I can't think of the name of the site right now, but there's sites that, you know, verify charity uh, um, legitimacy mm. to make sure you're not getting scammed. You get like a receipt or something? Or? Um, no, they just give them like, it's almost, uh, like a, um, like a Yelp review. Okay. Like this, this charity scored a nine out no, of ten. No, I mean, 10. do you get like a I'm sure they give you a receipt. The receipt might just be a thank you. And that's a, like a verification yeah, code. Yeah, that, that's, like that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I want to know my money is going to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure. I'm sure it's not just like a dude you're talking to an email and it's like, <laughs> yeah, man, so Venmo me 50 and I'll make sure I get it to the right people. Yeah. I'm sure it's more, uh, you know, established <laughs> than that. Um, but yeah, like I said, prayers to Puerto Rico, man. Beautiful place. I'm, I'm I feel like my mom has been there a couple times, just like on a girl's trip or mm-hmm. whatever. Because it's that it's it's one of those kind of places for black people. Is um, I'm starting to try to get out of my comfort zone. It started with Ireland, but I feel like black people think of a vacation as like going to the beach and or, or going to somewhere sunny and all these kind of things. Yeah. As a you know, like I don't I don't know how many. If it's a ton of black people, they're like, man, I want to go to London mm-hmm. because it's rainy and it will be like going to look at thousand year old buildings and yeah. things like that where it might, it's like, that's not lit, you know? And um, so these are places that we go to, you know, Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, yeah. uh, 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 the Bahamas, who also suffered a great uh, storm in the last couple of months, you know? Yeah. So if you want to go back to these beautiful beach places... Kick some money in, man. Let them hit, hit them with a something. You, you'd be surprised that five dollars. If everybody gave five dollars, it adds up. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's my message. Um, normally, have I was gonna talk about the Aaron Hernandez show, but it's like it's the Aaron Hernandez show coming out on Netflix. Uh, we'll see it when it comes out. Yeah. Uh, there's not really much to dive into. I talked about it briefly on here, um, but again, with so many stories that we've done. There's somebody more qualified that could take any affirmative murder we've ever done and make it into a whole podcast series about once. You know, if you really want to, you can stretch something out. Oh, yeah. And it's a whole bunch of details that we sometimes yeah. we don't. For free? Yeah. We I'm don't, all right. We don't have the time to dive in and try to, oh, we're going to solve this part. You know, we almost we just we just we just want to blow each other's minds with how fucked up the world is. Yeah. And we don't have time to do a five part series on one. But Aaron Hernandez is a that story is worthy of a five part hour long 
and there's been many podcasts about oh, you it. You did that story. I did, but I, I did it in 45 minutes or whatever. I liked it. Yeah, but I'm saying there's like the the twist of him being gay, him, him potentially having CTE, and that being why he killed those people is a very complicated narrative. His mm. childhood is a lot to go into that I didn't yeah. go into and wasn't going to go into and uh-huh. didn't go into. <laughs> um, so it'll be interesting. I'll definitely be watching when it comes out. Um, that's all I have to say on that, really. I want to talk about you. The show? Yeah. Did you finish I finished it? it. Go for now, it. Now, I finished it. Get your shit off, man. I like the show. Love it. But the end... Not well, the thing about it was... You I don't told, love love? I told Steph. I was like... When he met love, I was like... Um, if anybody hasn't seen the show, spoiler alert. If, spoiler um, alert. Right now, if, yeah. you, if you haven't seen the show, cut it off. Jump jump to like whatever is in the marks to say Fran's story. Yeah. Go. So, um, when he met love, I was like, watch, she... She's they, crazy. She's crazy, just like him. That's what I said too. But yeah. then you flipped, didn't you? No, I didn't flip. You didn't flip? I kept with it. I flipped. I thought, I thought, also Candace was going to have some type of backstory. Uh huh. But I was wrong. Anyway, at the end mm-hmm. when they move and shit, have the little young man and everything, and, everything. Uh-huh. and he goes to the, the backyard. He's crazy, man. I was like, fuck him, man. That was I was like fuck. That's him. when you see that's that's and this is what I was talking about last week when you were still on season one and I had finished season two. The thing that the show does is. You should already have said fuck him. Joe has killed like 15 people. <laughs> we shouldn't be like, you know what? Now you got this girl who's also crazy and she's got your baby coming yep. and y'all could y'all just y'all be happily just ever after. Y'all could be happily ever after as two crazy ass Bonnie and Clyde's and you want to go cheat on her and go kill your ne- your neighbor now? Yeah. You're unfaithful, man. That I don't is. like you now, Joe. We shouldn't like Joe. Yeah, but he did all this to, for him to get to the neighbor. No, he didn't. Yeah, that's, he did. He's, no, no, no. You don't think so? No, listen, because that's you're missing it. Okay, that's what he does to convince. That's, him. that's the himself? crazy. That's the okay. crazy. He wasn't. He, he still is crazy. He but... didn't do all this to get to the neighbor. He sees the neighbor and he goes, "You know what? I thought I loved love, but it turns out everything that I went through with love led everything me to happens here. for a reason." Got gotcha. you. That's and okay. that's that's how he resets his brain yeah. to go. That I don't. I never loved love. Yeah. I love you. Well, fuck him. And if yeah. I would have never have gone through what I just went through, I wouldn't be standing here at this fence looking over it while you're reading your book and seeing the love of my life. You're the love of my life. Fuck he him, didn't man. do all of it to get there. That's just how he resets his brain. I was like, fuck it. Yo, man. Joe's crazy. Love's crazy too. But I don't know, man. It's something about... I, 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 had, I had like a um an actor crush on love, man. She's not... She's like a super regular yeah. looking chick. Yeah. But that first... I told Sierra we were watching. I was like... That's fly as hell. She took him out on the the dinner and went him yeah, around cool town and was telling them what the perfect bite and all that. Then went back to the kitchen, cooked the food, and yeah, I was like, that's yeah, sexy I like as love hell. the that most. Was super, I like, like Candace too, though. Who's Candace? The sister, right? That's the, no, Candace was the first girl. The redhead. The redhead. She's crazy. Why? I like her. Uh, I didn't really like Candace. I, <laughs> I I thought there was something weird about when Love said, "I just paid her to go away." Yeah, it's like. She had this whole noble cause and all this kind of thing, and then the girl gave her some money and she just disappeared for a couple episodes. Okay. I thought that was bad writing. Anyway, love the show. <laughs> <laughs> love the like, show. What the fuck did she go at? Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's like I just I just paid her yeah. some money. This girl was buried alive, almost killed, and she's like, "I'm gonna." I didn't understand why she wasn't just. Well, the police didn't believe her. Nobody believed her. Yeah. That was another thing that was hard for me to watch. Also, was Candace isn't the bad guy. But the show makes it out with the, the dramatic music, and we're we're Team Joe because we get brainwashed by Joe. That's like, oh my God, Candace is gonna ruin this. Yeah. But like, he hit her over the head, buried her in the dirt, 
And she's framed as this villain because she's trying to stop Joe from killing people. Because what she's saying sounds crazy. But it's not, though. Yeah, but it sounded the, crazy. But the Peaches, people, yeah. It sounded crazy. Peaches sounded crazy, too. But you know something? Peaches was right. But Joe was just so good. It was like, why would I steal her laptop? But I didn't he like did. Pe- I didn't like Peaches. So. But why? I didn't like her. She was right. I mean, she was crazy, too. But she was right. I didn't like Everybody her. that we don't like on the show was right about Joe. He just was two steps ahead of them. He's a bad person. I, that, Smart, that though. That was my whole... Look at you. <laughs> look at you brainwashed, man. What? Because he is. I'm done with Joe because of what Yo, happened look, the, the last part, episode. Look, look, the part... He is where, smart. The part, I like Joe. Yeah. I don't want to like... I'm acknowledging that I shouldn't like Joe, Yeah, though. but listen to this. The part when he was talking to Love's mom, when she gave him the weed, uh-huh. he was like, oh, you want me to sleep with you. That, yes. Crazy. I, Joe is smart. Nuts. Joe is smart. <laughs> Joe is smart. He's great at manipulating people. All Crazy. these things. But he's a bad person, and we should have never liked Joe. Love it. He's man. a stalker. That's the whole premise of the show. That's fine. And you go, yeah, man, but what he did at the end of that, when he goes to cheat on love, I'm yeah. done with him. Yeah, fuck him on that part. But everything else, <laughs> crazy. He's just, he was like, what? You trying to do? No. Yeah. I'm a, Somebody I'm a on Twitter right said, I hope this toxic ass show lasts for like 10 seasons, and I crazy. completely agree. Yeah, me too. I just, I don't. I don't, I don't like that last part. Maybe, maybe it changes after the next season. I don't know. But that last part was bullshit. I was like, <laughs> That's phony, man. <laughs> That's phony, man. He should just go in the house and be yeah. with his wife, who is a killer, too. And they can just go be a killer couple together. He's yeah. being unfaithful. The dude is crazy, man. He's a well, crazy killer. I like the show. So I hope it just... I Great can't show. wait. Great show. Great show. Anyways, um, it's almost time for us to get into the fucked up shit. So we're going to take a break. What I want to do is I want to play 100% by Big Pun. In Puerto Rico. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some fucked up shit. So stick around. You don't know if I got a gun, it's fun From the X side of things, but getting time my rings Everything I want, I guess, but I think it's mine I shine like money, that sound like Biggie Ooh. Fuck around my town, boogie down my city Come around, get pound, do the crown, no pity Watch the sound, full pound, 20 round million Get smacked, silly, for coming out your mark I'm known for bouncing thugs from the tunnel to the south of clubs Don't matter, put the chrome to your bladder Splatter your abs, have you pissing in the plastic bag That's a drag, now you abnormal But make me grab the rumble and put some motherfucking stuff on you tonight is young and I'm already fighting, hiding my gun, promoting buggers, screaming, who the fuck invited pun? All right, and we are back. Uh, real quickly before I throw it over to Fran, because he lost last week in Rochambeau, and so he started the, we started the new Did order. Did I lose? Or we just like, no, I just to... gave you the win. Mm, uh, you lost um, before we start and I throw things over to Fran I'm give a quick shout out to my lovely fiance Sierra who came and nourished us with Dunkin Donuts yeah. Dunkin Donuts get some today um, uh, before we were able to cut that we not pro, yeah, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't cut the check um, but it's for Sierra yeah. thank you yeah. for bringing us delicious libations and, and bagels and all that kind of thing really came through in the clutch wasn't expecting that Yeah. thank you very much love you very much Fran Please take it. Okay, away. cool. Um, so my affirmative murder this week is about Ryla, right? Rylia Wilson. Rylia, Rylia Wilson. Yes. Can you spell it for me just so I can try to R I L R I L R I L Y A, 
Why? Oh, like really, really, Ralia. 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 Okay, Ralia. So Ralia Wilson. <clears throat> so Ralia Wilson disappearance came to light because of another another little girl's death. Mm. Yep. From last week. Yep. Sure. It is a bit convoluted, but we will get there. So on April twenty eighth, two thousand one, the body of a three year old girl was found in Kansas City, Missouri. The girl had been murdered and decapitated shortly before the body was discovered. The little girl's name was Precious Doe. By the Kansas City community by the Kansas by the Kansas City community and was buried. However, busts were made and because of the brutality of the crime, the unknown and, and the unknown identity, Precious Doe brought national attention. Mm-hmm. So Ralia, which stands for you want to guess what her name stands for? Is it an acronym? Like yeah. uh, like like R yeah. stands for yeah. something? Yeah. Okay, ooh. <clears throat> so R-I-L-Y-A? Yeah. Revolutionary, independent, <laughs> loving. No? No. Okay, uh, okay. Um, um, uh, um, resolving, um, 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 inclusive, inclusive, laceration, yearning, aspirations. No, you're wrong. But it um, is an acronym. Yes. Okay, please. What Ralia, which stands for, <clears throat> remember, I love you always. Oh. Yep. Oh, that's oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Oh wow. Yep. That's what that's what her name stands for. <clears throat> wow. I like that. I love that. Oh wow. <clears throat> so oh, that almost got me. Yeah. Oh wow. So Wilson and her two siblings were removed from her mother's care when Ralia was still an infant. They were placed with. Um, Garolyn Graham, who was the children's aunt or godmother or godmother, the relationship is still unclear. Oh. So they just wasn't sure. In Miami, close Florida. personal friend. Yep. So Ryo's birth mother, Gloria Wilson, had a cocaine addiction, addiction, mm. and was unable to care for her children. She eventually lost her parent rights permanently. So Florida's Department of Children and Families, which is the DCF, mm-hmm. was obligated to check up on the children during during monthly visits. Um, Deborah Muskelly was the social worker assigned to do this monthly visit. The last time there was a family visit was January 2001. Damn. So Graham later told authorities that an unidentified African, African-American female arrived at her home on January 18th, 2001. Did did she though? I'm I'm, I'm a sweet. Okay. I'm just the woman every time cl- I hear yeah. that it's never that. <laughs> the woman claimed to work for DCF and she was removing Ralia for some evaluations and testing. I mean, I'm not I don't have any experience with this. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what the process is, but hopefully I just don't never, hopefully you never do. Yeah, I just don't see somebody coming from like, oh, you know, we gotta I'm doing my monthly visit. I get that, but uh-huh. we have to take her for some type of testing. Like, what are you? Yeah, I wouldn't what trust are you that testing? at all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like the, she said, somebody came and she had to give the child over. Um, we're doing a monthly and, visit, and this but, was a surprise. Yeah, but we have to take her back to wherever. Yeah, no. Department or station, whatever, that to do these testing. We have some people that listen that do work in you know social oh, services well, and everything. Yeah. So please let us know if yeah. that's if that's ever protocol to do your visit. I've heard of the, you know, sometimes they do like a, a wellness inspection, yeah. like just come and check, or just your, your, you know, and those will be random sometimes. Yeah. I've never heard of, oh, and we got to go do some tests at the lab and you got to stay here. We'll bring yeah. Her, we'll bring her back later. Right. 
Um, so yeah, this lady came in, said that she was, she needed to do some evaluations and testings. Mm-hmm. So Raya, Raya had, um, reportedly been diagnosed with unspec, unsp- excuse me, unspecified behavior problems prior to the last regular monthly visiting. So she was never heard from again after that, this so-called visit that they had to take her from, from the home, you know, to do testing. So she never saw her again after that. Nope. Wow. So Graham claimed that. Uh, claimed the abductor spoke with a thick African accent. Oh, now she was African, too. Yep, yep. This woman, Graham said, was extremely um, familiar with Raya's history and said that the other social workers um, was aware of her. Did you get that? I got it. Okay. So she, this is all coming from Graham. Yes. Describing this woman who, quote unquote, worked for social services but social services has no recollection of this person, I'm assuming. This is just her saying, somebody came here saying they worked for you guys yeah. and took Ralia. Yeah. Well, what... this person actually did work for the... for the. So a person came? I don't know. I don't know. But this, oh, but this, she's describing a person this, that, that actually does there. work there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. got it, got it. Okay. Uh, so Graham also claims that two other people came to her home and requested toys to help Ralia transition to her new surroundings. So Muscali um, and her supervisors did resign in March 2002. Amid- Muscali is the African woman? Yes. Well, okay. And her supervisor wow. did resign in March 2002 amid um, acquisitions that she had fraudulently um, home visit records. Oh, Yeah, I'm going to keep on going. The the agency contacted Graham while doing an internal investigation and learned that the possible abduction in April 2002, 15 months after Ralia allegedly disappeared. So Muscally, so she got accused of this again. A year later, Is yeah, you, I'm gonna keep on going some more. Okay. So Muscally was criminally charged with 41 counts, including grand theft relating to her allegedly alleged deficiency at her job. Mm-hmm. She pleaded guilty to one count of official misconduct, and the grand theft and a the grand theft charge. Um, also, which she received five years probation. Damn. So the other 39 charges were dropped. Muscally, oh, so, she pleaded, so she pleaded out. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it. Muscally admitted she billed the state as a social worker for the times when she was actually working at her other job as a teacher. I mean, listen. <laughs> I know some I got some cousins that are like in the in the um the technical side of hospital stuff, mm-hmm. like phlebotomy and these yeah. kind of things. Mm-hmm. And there's been many a football party, fight party that they come in scrubs. And they're like, yeah, man, I'm at work right now. Yeah. But eating, you know, got to play the spaghetti and, and watching Floyd Mayweather go for 49 and 0. Yeah. So um, people work the system sometimes. Yeah. You know, that's that's just the part of the game. We have a friend, name won't be mentioned. Oh, got, yeah. Got fired because he would go out to his car and go sleep. Yeah. In his car. Yep. Boss rolled up on him one day. Hey, fam, <laughs> go clear out your desk. Yeah. This shit is crazy. It's time to go. Yeah, yeah, so you know I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna not gonna cast yeah. judgment on people that you know hustle hustle. But know? think about it though, she made it hot for herself because she would this she probably wouldn't have been caught. Maybe not now yeah. if this whole thing wouldn't have came up with with this kid. yeah, with the kid. Well, that's a good thing because yeah. I mean I don't know how this ends, but at first I thought this was just this lady Graham making up some shit. Yeah, and now I'm like, oh, is this some child trafficking weird crazy <clears throat> shit going on? So I'll let you continue. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, she was not charged directly in the connection to Raya's disappearance. So, uh, Patricia Kendrick is Gloria's aunt, and her relationship to Graham is also unclear. However, Kendrick was a secondary caretaker for Raya. So, in August 2004, 
Graham was charged with kidnapping and three counts of child abuse. Mm. And Kendrick, with the two lesser counts of child abuse, Kendrick promised to testify against Graham at her mm. trial. She says both of them spanked Raya with switches, mm. locked her in a dog cage, and in the laundry room. It really makes me sick that people are capable of treating a child like that. Yeah. Yep. That is crazy, man. Like, we all, I want to say, make sure I say it right. We all have been through corporal punishment. Because mm-hmm. I think, I, I used to say capital punishment. And that's like the death penalty. Mm. We all have been through corporal punishment. You know, I've had my hands smacked. Yeah. I've had my butt smacked. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. Yelled at. Things, things like that. My grandmother, nobody's ever had me go get a stick or, you know, I've been hit with a belt, but nothing, nobody's ever put me in a cage or, yeah. you know, any thrown hot water on me. Any of those things that I hear about where, you know, I'm not saying hitting your kids is cool, but there's some stuff you hear where you go, that's the, some stuff I hear and I'm like, well, you know, I get that. And then there's other stuff where you know that's, you went too far. Yeah. That shit with Adrian Peterson a few years ago, the football player, mm. when he said he took the switch off the tree and the kid had welts all up and down their back and their legs. Yeah. Like, you that's just right. hit them everywhere. Yeah. You know, it's, it, that's just, it's just, it's just nuts to me, man. Yeah. I've been beat with a belt before. So. I've been beat with a belt for yeah. sure. No, absolutely. But a switch? Yeah. That's, no. Come on. Man. Go get a, go take a branch <laughs> off the tree. Yeah. And I'm going to beat you with nature. Yeah. That's Joe Jackson shit. Yeah, that's nuts, man. Yeah. In the dog cage? Come on, man. Yep. That's crazy. Um, so Graham was later jailed for identity fraud and Medicaid fraud for accepting payments on the behalf of Wilson after she was missing. Um, so she was receiving these checks. Right, from from like uh, you know, government from the state. Government assistance. Yeah. So but her aunt or whatever, mm-hmm. Gloria's aunt. Gloria's Gloria Graham, right? No. Graham. This is two different people. Graham, oh, Graham is what's Graham, uh, uh, J- Geraldine. Uh, oh yeah, Ger- oh, so Geraldine and Gloria. Yeah. Gloria is Geraldine's aunt. Yeah, or whatever. But it's still unclear. Yeah, yeah. But she also was beaten on this kid too. But yep. because she testified, she didn't get prosecuted. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's I don't like that uh, yeah. at all. Yep. But so she, she the ones that came out was like, yeah, she we, was the she we was the wit- she was the witness. Yep. You got to make to make the case on her. You need her testimony. Yeah. So she gets certain things. Oh, yep. I get that, but come on, come on. Yeah. So the two caretakers maintained that D maintained that DCF worker had taken the child for medical testing and never returned. Mm. Authorities denied that any state worker had ever taken Wilson for medical testing. But this woman was this woman, uh, Gussie or uh, this woman that worked Muskelly. Muskelly. Yeah, she was doing some shit where she was going to people's houses when she wasn't supposed to, though, right? No, she was just she was just saying that she was working, but she really wasn't working. Oh, I thought you said one of her charges was she was doing un. Was that what the charge was? Like yeah. I'm saying, unscheduled visits or yeah. whatever. But she just wasn't go- she doing just wasn't anything. Going, no, she was she was teaching. So she was hustling. Yeah. <laughs> okay, got it, got it. I she thought she teaching. really was. See, I got it mixed no, 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 up. No, no, no. So I thought she really was going to people's no, 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 houses. She no. was just saying she that's had an why appointment. I said it, it made her. It made her hot. It got made, it. Got it. Made it. it hot so she just, that's why. She, yeah, it was bad timing. That's why she quit. Was like, yeah, she got wrapped up in the wrong case to be doing her little scam she was doing. Yep. Like, know what? I'll, you know, I will take that charge. But all other shit, I'm not letting her quit. I wasn't touching any kids or anything like that. Yeah. So she was saying she was going to houses, but she was just at work she getting was, double pay yep she never went to any yep. house she was getting that money got it got it okay I, yeah. that, that was still where I, I thought this was going into a, a dark nah. uh dark child she trafficking got, she kind just of got she, she was just double she was yeah. double dipping yeah <laughs> got it got it got it okay got and it. this was like whoa this is getting yeah, messy like, excuse me she's a <laughs> uh, child is dead no 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 i just was i was just hustling yeah i quit i'll take the charge i'll yeah. plead i'll plead like out her, to the, her yeah. and her supervisor quit 
Like, yeah. They was like, you know, fuck that. He I'm, probably knew. He, You know, it's yeah. the same thing where, like, police officers, they'll get overtime and shit. And, mm-hmm. you know, Baltimore got wrapped up in that. That that gun, t- gun trace task force, mm-hmm. they were doing all kind of overtime. But home, working on their decks and... But wow. but putting it in is overtime. Oh shit! It's hustles everywhere. Yeah. But when the shit is like, wait, somebody died? No, no, no. Yeah. I never went there. Yeah. I go. I plead out and I quit. Yeah. I don't want yeah. any parts of that. You want charge? I'll take the charge for. I'll take that whatever. charge, but yeah. I didn't touch any kids. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. So in March 2005, a grand jury indicted um Geraldine Graham after she allegedly confessed to the confessed in detail to inmate Robin Lunsford. Always the case, yep, man. Who testified at trial over? Who testified at trial over four days? So I call bullshit on that every single time. It's funny though. I call bullshit on every single time. I'm sure it's got to be true some some of the time. Yeah. But every time they somebody comes out and they happen to get some kind of deal where they get to go free after six months, and they go, "Yeah, I was just sitting at home in our cell reading a book, and the this this lady Geraldine just decided to tell me her whole life story and why confess not, everything in detail." But why not though? Why wouldn't they? Why Why wouldn't you take the opportunity to do that? No, but I'm saying, oh, okay. why is that admissible in court? <laughs> it's oh, like, I got you. I got you. How is this person who's definitely getting... I've, there's never been a case. Even when the prosecution goes, we didn't give them anything. Mm-hmm. They just happened to get out two years later when they had 20 years on their sentence yeah. left. But they, the prosecution goes, this person is coming here because they just really wanted to tell this, this, this story and help get justice for this person. Mm-hmm. We have given them nothing. And we're the the jury is supposed to believe that this person told their cellmate that they a full confession, mm-hmm. and they just wanted to come in and get on the stand and tell that to them with no benefit to themselves. Yeah, but imagine you being. I'm there. saying if I'm in, if I'm a if if I'm the cellmate of that person yeah. and they pull me out and they go maybe they maybe uh, Geraldine told you that she uh, did this that and the third and they just give they feed you details like slickly. You know, I mean, what she did with the girl with putting her in the dog cage. I mean, you heard about that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I did hear about that. No, 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 for sure. And then you go on onto a stand and just say all the stuff that they told you when they pulled you out of the cell mm-hmm. and tell them that she told you that. Yeah. I'm absolutely. I'm doing that. I'm just saying. I don't know how it's admissible. That's crazy to me. How is that not? You're clearly a tainted witness. Mm-hmm. That's just my. That's my take on it. Man, if but I'm, I'm doing there, it, absolutely. If I'm in there and you start sp- spilling the beans to me, I'm like, oh, damn. You know what? I believe you. You didn't do it. Yeah, man. We're friends. Shit. They come I, to me. Hey. I have to go poop. Hey, guard. Like a reason to- guard. <laughs> <laughs> guard. Guard, pull me out, guard. I, I got, have to I got poop. all the deets. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back, friend. All right, friend. All right. We going to get through this, friend. Yep. So um, the M.A. Robin, who testified at trial over four days, and then two other inmates also testified that Graham. What if this dude was like they hey, got on? They what, if this, what if dude was like, hey, hey, bro? They, they got giving out friends. They giving out reductions. Hey, man, look, they giving out sentence redu- you tell, reductions. You, you tell the guard that tell him, Bing, Bang, Boom. Yep. And they go, they, they knock five years off. We your all sentence. get out. I heard it too. They, she told me in yep. uh, in the rec room. Yep. That's, I'm, that seems <laughs> sketchy. She went around and told the whole. She's trying to beat the case. Yeah. So why would she know, be man. in there telling everybody that she did it? Oh, it's hard to believe, man. Yeah, so the two other inmates also testified that Graham, while behind bars, suggested um, she killed the child. So in January 2013, the jury convicted Graham of kidnap, kidnapping and child abuse, but but deadlocked 11 to 1 on the charge of murder. One person, one holdout. Yep. So on February 12, 2013, the judge sentenced Graham to 30 years for kidnapping plus 25 years for aggravated child abuse. Mm. 
two other two other um abuse sentences, twenty five years and five years respectively, will be um served concurrently for a total of fifty five years behind bars. Mm. So prosecutors have sought the maximum life the maximum of life plus sixty five years, but God damn. um She's 67 years old. 55 years is a death sentence. Yeah, 67 years old at the time of sentencing, so Graham will end up serving life. life. Sentence. Yeah. So the case led to the case led to the um the resignation of DCF director Kathleen Carney. Mm-hmm. People was just like quitting. Yeah. Like, I'm out. Well, here. it made the whole department look bad. Yeah. So the director Kathleen Carney and the passage of several reform laws, including a new missing child tracking system. And the contracting out a foster child casework, casework to private organizations. Mm. So lawmakers also made it illegal to falsify records of visits between caseworkers and foster child. Why you have to make that illegal? I mean, I don't make it illegal. Yeah. So the yeah, yeah, but you're not supposed to do it anyway. I'm sure they'd be like, you can't just yeah. But like, I think that the purpose of that is there was no there was no thing to convict to charge Muscully okay. on right right so she, they had to have her plead out to something now there's a chargeable offense if you get Got caught you. doing that so it deters people that's the whole she knew she was stealing oh of course she did <laughs> but there was she knew she thought she could get away with it and then when she got caught there was nothing you we we all know what you did is wrong, yeah. but there's no charge for it. Right. That's the whole that's the argument that's the pro death penalty argument that I hear a lot in Baltimore cuz Baltimore is you know, the crime rate's really through the roof. There's mm-hmm. been a lot of shootings. People don't understand there's a lot of retaliation stuff and, you know, things that, you know, there's, there's some victims of that, obviously, yeah. but it's a lot of, that's why it won't ever stop to me, in my opinion. But the a lot of people go, that's why they need to bring the death penalty back. People won't just go around shooting people willy-nilly if they know if they get caught, they, they get the death penalty. I disagree with that line of logic, but it's that kind of thing where if you make the punishment for doing something so extreme, mm-hmm. then people won't do it. Yeah. I don't know if I believe that, but. It's a logic of a lot of people on a lot of laws and different 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 criminalities and things like that. Okay, I mean it makes sense. Um, so on May fifth, two thousand five, Precious Doe was positively identified as three year old Erica Green. That was the story I did last week. Yep. So she was never reported missing, but relatives began to question where she was. Erica's grandfather Harold Johnson was convicted um, of murder and received a life sentence. Mm. Her mother Michelle Johnson received twenty five years in exchange for her testimony against Harold. Wait, I don't remember you telling me that last week. The grandfather? I thought the grandfather was saying, I haven't seen her. Oh, stepfather, my bad. Oh, okay. Erica's stepfather, was, I'm oh, sorry. Okay. All sorry. right, okay. Yeah. When I said that, it, yeah. when I said it, yeah. I was like, yeah. wait. <laughs> stepfather, her boyfriend, stepfather, he wasn't... Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I was like, wait, Because you had me fucked up. I was like, wait. I don't remember <laughs> yeah. that part. All right, yeah, so the stepfather, um, Harold Johnson, was convicted of murder and received a life sentence. Her mother, Michelle Johnson, received 25 years in exchange for her testa- testimony against Harold. Um, so Raya's body has not been found. Really? Never found. Um, it is possible that she was not murdered. That she really was taken? See. Yeah. I don't like that. Because <laughs> now what if this African lady is around here, she got away with taking some kid and selling I thought the her, same thing. And when they said know? that, I was like, she wasn't found? But it also could just be that woman, Graham, is so it's sick. crazy. That she just won't ever confess to it Probably and own not. up to it. You yeah. Know? So Raya was four years old at the time she disappeared, and she was born September nineteenth, nineteen ninety six. So she would have been like twenty three, six. What's that? Five years after us? Four. Four. Yeah. Yeah, like twenty three years old. Wow. Yeah. Just you know, maybe graduating college. It's just something sad about. It's sad about anybody dying, but when a, a kid gets killed as a kid, and then you 
it's like enough time goes by where you go, they would have been this. Yeah. And you think about, because when you first started, you were saying she went missing April 28th, 2001. I'm like, that's two days before my like ninth birthday. Yeah. I can remember being excited about who knows what, getting a Game Boy game or something like that. And then somewhere else in the yeah. country, some kid is being snatched Crazy. and who knows what's happening, you know? So and she hasn't hasn't been found. I, I didn't see, putting her name in, I didn't find any new article about and who knows if there's Bye. even anybody looking for closure? Because you know, I, I would assume her mother knows, but like she lost her parental rights. There's nobody to like advocate for this yeah, girl. So That's sad. Now that I think about it, that she probably didn't even tell the inmates that because she didn't even. If I figured, if you maybe not, maybe it's just me. I figured if you go, if you gonna go out and tell somebody you don't even know. Mm-hmm. The situation that you're in, or what happened, or you might have killed somebody, yeah. but you didn't come out and tell and say what where the body did. is. Yeah, or, that's what I'm saying. That, yeah, that I, is kind of sketchy. I think it's bullshit. I think they took these people into a room and slowly yeah. fed them details that they had. That uh, you know, she went missing on this day. That they were abusive to her. Mm-hmm. That she had this kind of life, and they probably went on the stand and told a bunch of said a bunch of stuff that the jury already knew. Mm-hmm. Didn't bring anything new to it, but wrapped it in. She told me that she did it. Yeah. That's it. Three people? Yeah, that is sketchy. Three people, but she <laughs> she told three people, but she never said, I killed her, I took her to this beach, took yeah. her here. It just is all is, it all is, she was very abusive to her, and then she killed her. And she told me she killed her. Yeah. What How'd she Af- kill her? What if the African lady she did, She didn't though? say. Man, listen. That shit is wild. Listen, man. But she was like, you know, I quit. I'll take the charge of, you know. Yeah. Falsifying the shit, visits. Yeah. But I'm out. There's no other charge. Listen, man. Ever since this whole Jeffrey Epstein shit has come out. And who took Johnny, who still scarred me to this yeah, day. Yes, it's wild. I don't know what happens on the underground. Crazy. I don't know what kind of networks and what how much a child goes for and the age and how much you can get for a four-year-old little girl. And I don't know, but I know it's a thing. That's the scariest part of, of it to me is that I know it's a thing. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe she did. I don't know. That Jeffrey Epstein, did you see that shit? No. They did a 60 Minutes on it and something on Hulu about it. This is the first time... What, the footage stuff? That Well, just that the 60 Minutes uh, story and the thing on Hulu, everybody knows it. they killed that dude. This mm-hmm. Usually, over the years, when I used to watch like hip-hop Illuminati videos mm-hmm. and, and conspiracy videos about 9-11 and stuff, it always was wrapped in, yeah, but most people think you're crazy if you believe this. Yeah. Everybody knows... That they killed that dude. Yeah. But they're saying he killed himself. But every so it's not even a conspiracy anymore. It's just what happened. Yeah. And this is waking people up, man. I'm seeing people, you start to go down that rabbit hole. Because mm-hmm. you're like, wait a minute, if the government is lying about this, it's really weird that the government hasn't that President Trump hasn't come out and said, like, you know, this dude's terrible, he's dead, whatever. Why are they all just not saying anything? So now they start saying stuff. Well, the neck it was broken here. It is kind of strange. Maybe he didn't kill himself. That's weird. The fact that the mainstream media is coming out and saying it was he was he was killed mm-hmm. is I've never seen this before. This is different. Yeah, it's I've never seen the mainstream media jump onto a conspiracy because they know it's true. We all could say, you know, go watch Loose Change on YouTube. Nine Eleven was an inside job, and then you sound like a crazy person. But this right here is so obviously was a. a real thing that happened mm. that it's like yeah some African lady worked at a fucking child uh, social services office and was sneaking kids out through the back door and selling them to some dude on the road yeah maybe the world is fucking nuts 
Yeah. So I don't know, man. You know what's another thing? Also, I'm just talking a bunch of bullshit. I don't know nothing. Yeah, but what if... This is crazy. But what if she was saying she was on the clock for child visits? And she did that. She uh-huh. did that, but also she was saying she was on the clock for these other visits. She might have been but, scouting. Maybe what? She could have been scouting. And she was a teacher. Mm. What if she was saying she wish she was doing this, taking kids from I don't know where she was teaching, mm. but using her being on the clock at her job mm. as an alibi? Mm. So but now, I don't know. Now you're thinking outside the box. But this you is know, the box. I don't this, know anything. This is the box. You sitting comfortably out right here on the outside of it. I respect that. Yeah. But I deliver mail, so you know. Yeah. I don't know shit. I don't know fucking thing. I don't yep. even, I don't, I can't really even comprehend the whole Jeffrey episode. <laughs> I just yeah. said a bunch of bullshit. I don't but know. Um, I do want to play a clip for you guys uh, about this is just the news, what they was talking about on the news, and a little interview that she was, that she, what she said in the interview, which some shit I was like, what? Oh, they make you go like, what? All right. I want to play that. Let's go ahead and fire that clip up. But there were just so many questions. The whole story simply didn't add up when you heard about the circumstances of this little girl's disappearance. How, for example, Geraldine Graham, uh, when she was finally, after receiving payments for more than a year uh, for the care of this child, long after she had been missing, how she was unable to give a description of the people that took the little girl away. She didn't take down their name, had no idea what happened to her. Uh, We later found out that police found in that home a dog cage, they had no dog, uh, and plastic cuffs that prosecutors say were used to to um, hold that child to and put her in the dog cage to punish her because according to prosecutors Geraldine Graham and her partner believed that this child was evil evil for example as they explained prosecutors did because she wasn't what Geraldine Graham told me that she was acting as though she were mentally handicapped around the house and that she was um, uh, not using the bathroom the little girl Prosecutors say that that they thought that she was evil because she wouldn't wear a particular Halloween costume, uh, that so she sad. wouldn't wear the costume of an angel, but instead wanted to wear a Cleopatra mask. S- Susan, I want to play a clip yeah. here before. What? So that was yeah. So that was um. You got any questions about that part? Uh no, I'm kind of speechless. That's I didn't know there was an evil angle to it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that was um the lady. I guess she did a personal interview with her on uh-huh. the news, and and they um, she found all that stuff about her being evil. But now it's like we've heard that we've heard that type of yeah, story sure. before. Yeah. So it's like you know you can't people. yeah so you can't um, you know deny that. And this is now this is the interview with Geraldine Graham herself speaking on the issue. As near as I remember, the last time I saw Rory was when I put her in the car with the lady and fastened her seatbelt. Do you remember what Rolia was wearing that day? Her, I, I remember it was her LMA Clampett outfit. I can't remember, you know, just how. I just know that the outfit had cover you know, overalls and a plaid shirt, and we used to call her LMA Clampett outfit because. Pam said she looked like Ella Mae Clampett in the outfit, and From she the loved. Yeah, and she loved the outfit. She loved that outfit, and I remember she had that on in red uh, Reeboks. I only remember the outfit because it's Ella Mae Clampett. That was her favorite outfit. 
Was she crying? No, she really wasn't a crier. I think that kid had been through so much in her life that she learned not to cry. She, if you had a car, she'd get in that car no matter who you were. She was just, you know, she just wanted to ride. Susan, now that's the part I was talking about. That is, wow. <laughs> what? What do you? What do you mean? That is so victim blaming and like, oh yeah, no. It, if the if the social she was dumb is basically what she's saying. Like if the social services wouldn't have took her, somebody would have kidnapped her because she just just getting any call. I was like, what? So who knows what, what, what could have happened to her? Crazy. I didn't. She had a hard time understanding what the. I don't know what that. I don't yeah. know if that's a Florida accent or what that is. I couldn't understand it for a second. I don't know who the fuck LMA Clampett is. LMA Clampett so is I'm a glad, character yeah. from um, Beverly, Beverly Hillbillies, which yeah. is a show from like the six fifty yeah. six. I remember the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. Just an idea though. Yeah. Just like I remember the Monsters, but I couldn't tell it was you. Like, uh, it's like a blouse, jeans. I don't know. I'm sure somebody, one of the listeners, would know. Exactly yeah, for sure. For sure. No, no disrespect but, if that's what you grew up on. I'm not calling yeah. you old. I just don't. know. Yeah, but for you to say. She wasn't a cry. She'd been through so much. She didn't know how to cry. Come on. Man. What? She's what, three, four years old? Yeah, she was a child. She was a and child. And she, she loved to ride, so she was just, if, if you, anybody, if you she had was a car, just, just get in the car. And ride? Come on, what? Man. Come on, man. That's a bunch of bullshit. I don't understand how you can get what the little girl was wearing out of this woman, all these kind of things, but you, nobody can get where she put, where she left the body, because she definitely did it. Yeah. And if she didn't do it, some crazy, some crazy shit happened. Yeah. Or you, even if, if if that did happen, if you're one, if you wasn't in on it, how do you take care of a child and care for this child and go? Can I see some some identification? Are you taking it something? Yeah, let for, me. How, you do you have proof? Do you what? have an order? An order that says yeah. you can take the her away? Some kind of like a fucking uh, a warrant or something of that nature to, where I can hold on to and physically have, yeah. so I can show somebody if they come and say, "Where's the kid?" Yeah. So, Come on, man. You're just taking the words of people. Come on, man. But again, this is one of those situations where it's like, I feel like you should be, there should be something where it goes. Tell us, tell us where. It's like, because if, if she don't care, that little girl has nobody to care for her. Nobody. Nope, nope. Uh, they probably don't even, there's at nobody, this point, it's probably don't even like, nobody at this point probably even cares where she that's is. That's what at. I'm saying. Unless this has become like an internet um, project where the internet cares about Rilia, Rilia, which is a beautiful, that acronym. It's crazy to me that like her mother named her that and wow. couldn't get herself yeah. together. And I'm, I'm not trying to blame people for drug addiction, but that's such a loving name to yeah. give to somebody. And then you lose your parental rights. Maybe maybe she knew. Maybe she was like, maybe she did that and was like, I'm an addict. So just remember, I always love you. Oh, damn. Yeah. That almost got me just now, too. Um, Yeah, man. Yeah, that's really sad. I don't think she has... I never heard any mention of a dad or anything like that. Nope. So this woman was charged with taking care of her, failed her. Yep. And one way or the other, either she killed her or she allowed somebody with no credentials to take this child away and lead them to their death. I guess that's also a possibility. Maybe somebody really did come without credentials and take this kid away. I wonder what happened to the other two siblings. I don't know. Hmm. I don't. They probably all went to separate different you know they might have went to the foster care system which as fucked up as the foster care system is depending on the state that could you know they maybe they didn't die so that's not as worse it says as, they, it says as they were placed with i don't know man they say they was all placed together so i don't know that's strange man. that's that's yeah. wild man yeah so this was this and this story only 
this child's abduction only came up because of Precious Doe. Yeah. That's it's the just, crazy part. It's a cliff note in another story you you were looking up. Wow. And it turned like out this, to be, this yeah. probably wouldn't even have blew up if that little girl wasn't mistaken for this for this girl. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Well, rest rest in peace to Rilia, wherever she is. Yeah. Um, I would love to someday you come in here and there's an update like they found her and she yeah. put her in a, you know later to rest and she found peace. Let's let's hope that that happens because that's really sad. Um. Also, I didn't know that you could acronym names. Like that was to, cool to name somebody. Yeah, that that cool. opens up a whole and new it makes ac- sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it opens up a whole new aspect of naming children to me. I didn't even think about acronyming. Yeah, you know. So wow. And then if, and if anybody goes, uh, blase, what's that mean? But where'd that name come from? I'm like, bitch, love always uh, and very. That's young. what I mean by it makes sense. It has to sound like it makes yeah, yeah, don't yeah. you can't do that and the name be just, like what be a bunch of words yeah <laughs> I'm gonna just this it means my, my this, favorite my so favorite word together. is my favorite color is purple so that's P her name is Poont it's uh purple onions and and uh, Uzis I love both of those things and uh, zippers and uh, yes <laughs> what <laughs> um yeah no it has to yeah remember I always love you just as like yeah. beautiful yeah. Wow. It makes a great, like, even if that was her name, it's still a, a, a fine name. It's still, yeah. it's an okay name. But then that's like a beautiful, is that a, is that a, um, is that a, uh, is that a haiku? Rem- remember. No, it's 575. Five. I was going to say, I thought it was like a poem. <laughs> remember, I always love you. That's like simple, beautiful yeah. sentence. I, her mom was There's a lot of love in that, that name. There's a lot of love in that yeah. name. She probably was like, from the judge, I was like, I'm on, I, that makes the it situation, even tragic. Yeah, and the like, situation and, I'm in, I, yeah, that makes it, that makes out. it like darkly beautiful. But, it's like, even though I'm an addict. Yeah. Remember, when you I get older, you. but unfortunately, she, she didn't, yeah, she didn't even get to grow up to really even understand what her name that's was. That's rough, man. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Um, uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about some fucked up shit. Uh, um, it, it can't get much more. Fucked up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, but when we come back, I'm gonna tell my story, and uh, so stick around. We'll be back. All right, and we are back. As I stated at the top of the show, while you guys are listening to this, me and my lovely fiance, who comes with Dunkin' Donuts in abundance, are currently on a beach resort in Mexico. So I wanted to this week do a vacation true crime story, just as a um, a warning to people when traveling abroad, just as you know, just uh, to the possibilities and the things to look out for, and you know that you know always be on the lookout, and you know when you're traveling and and places that you're not familiar with. Mm-hmm. So my affirmative murder this week is the story of Carla Stefaniak. Okay. Okay. Stefaniak. For Stefaniak. What is that? I don't know. I think she, uh, I think she's Venezuelan. Okay. Um, excuse me. Okay. <clears throat> So Carla Stefaniak was a beautiful young woman living in Miami, Florida. She described herself on Instagram as a model, which a lot of people do these days, mm-hmm. a fashion blogger, a photographer, and travel aficionado. And now while I can't show people her Instagram, she was bodying Instagram. Mm-hmm. She was very, very and good. what at year? 2018. Okay. Uh-huh. Very good at Instagram. All the photos she'd have be next to the blue water with the turquoise jewelry, mm. all the fun angles, not just selfies that are blurry. Like she gave the phone to somebody and oh, said, okay. do it from this angle. Yeah. Play like in it, portrait mode. Yes. Yeah. All the photos. It looked, yes. Like a, she looked like a travel blogger. Mm. Her, her Instagram was wonderfully curated. It was no 
you know, sometimes somebody just take a photo of a Dunkin' Donuts cup on the yeah. table and mm. there's no art to it. She'd be like, no, I'm going to put this in the sunlight, mm. put this book right here, and draw the curtain on it a little bit and put a filter on it. Like, like the guy from um, Don't Fuck With Cats. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, he was Photoshopping. The idea. The idea. <laughs> he was Photoshopping. The, photo- the, the idea of him going all those places. That's yeah, how yeah. Look. Yes, yes, what? yes. Except she's really there. Yeah. <laughs> Not just his head on a black person's body or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, so, yeah, so... She uh, was bodying Instagram. Her Instagram was filled with photos of her travels from all around the world. When Carla and her sister-in-law, April Burton, decided to go on vacation to celebrate Carla's 36th birthday, they expected to have a wonderful girls trip. You know, flick up for the gram. Yeah. You know, get some beach photos, put some Drake lyrics as the caption, you know, uh, you know, uh, shut it down, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. You know, yeah. you know how women do. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the vacation turned out... To Tragically, it took a tragic turn, and it would be the last one that they would ever take together. Mm. When they arrived in Costa Rica, things weren't perfect. To begin with, their Airbnb was not what they had hoped it was was going to be. Okay. So, you know, they so got tricked by first. the pictures. Yeah, you know, the pictures. They, they took all the nice pictures. That's why you got to also be careful, just as, from a real estate standpoint. Find a house. With Zillow and all that kind of stuff, yeah. they take pictures of it furnished. Sometimes the pictures are a couple yeah. years old. Yep. And sometimes they don't take pictures of the bad rooms. Yep. So always go and do a tour. Yeah. Don't ever buy sight and see. the photographers to do that. Yeah, exactly. So that's what they did for this Airbnb. I'm sure there's a lot of Airbnbs Damn. that do that too. Yeah. Where you go, oh, we're standing. But like Airbnb a- is different though. You can't yeah, you, just you can't go. And yeah, you just got to show up. That's what happened to them. Yeah. It's like we're, we live in Florida. We're going to Costa Rica. If we show up and the shit's a dump, we already paid. So yeah. we just got to ride it out. Yeah. Like damn, we're staying in a villa. Oh my god, is that a waterfall? No, the roof has a hole in it, and the water's coming down into the living room. Yeah, like a Martin. Yeah, yeah. That ain't no damn puppy. <laughs> Classic Martin episode. Um, yeah, so things took a turn for the worse for their on their vacation. Mm. So yeah, the Airbnb was all all shitty, um, and they weren't. But they weren't going to let that stop them from having a good time. I wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. We're or still in Costa Rica. Yeah. Spend all our time out. And we yep. come here to sleep. Yep. Unfortunately, their fun-filled vacation ended in tragedy. Carla never arrived home on her flight that she booked for November 28th, 2018. Mm. Carla seemed to be having a good time on their vacation and even posted on Instagram that she would she would be a future Costa Rica resident. Oh. So she was having she was a blast. It. Yeah. But you know, also sometimes people front for 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 Instagram. Yeah. So she might have been having a great time in Costa Rica, but she still was mad that the Airbnb wasn't yeah. dope. You know, so but you can take a photo and you see that photo. And back home on stateside, you see Carla's Instagram. You go, damn, there's Carla again, probably staying in some five-star hotel, yeah. having a blast. Look at her looking beautiful, beat bikini with a drink in her hand. You don't even know she's going back to some dump. Well, that's what social media is. Yeah, a lot. Big, big old <laughs> lot. Big old lot. We, have a, we know a guy who threatened to murder me yeah. who is homeless. This is true. He is homeless and was posting photos with the game and, and, and all these actors and all this kind of stuff. But just because he lived in Hollywood, and in Hollywood you can go... Hey, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, can you take a picture of me real quick? And then in and out burger. And then you go, me and the homie Leo cooking up some ideas. Yeah. It's like, come on, bro. You just asked me for $15 yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Not even like a, a money, like a life changing amount yeah. of money, which I would say no either way. Yeah. But you asked me for like money to get through the day. Yeah. You asked me to use my name to get an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? You would get hung up on these. <laughs> We're gonna move on. He didn't ask me. It was nothing. Wow. Yeah. He thought he thought you guys were close. Yeah. Wow. Wrong. Yo, can I forge your name on a document? He probably did it. I don't know. 
You got a whole two bedroom out in out in Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So you know, she she on social. If you go off her social media, she was gassed about being in Costa Rica, mm-hmm. having a great time. She went to visit man. She went to visit Manuel Antonio National Park, where she also took to Instagram to say that she was going to miss Costa Rica when her vacation ended. Mm. So she was taking some, like I said, yeah, bodying Instagram, beautiful photos, sun, blue water, great jewelry. So you saw the Instagram? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. it still up? I didn't see. I saw it in articles. Oh, that I read. okay. Jumping around. Show from me art- that. Yeah, jumping around from article to article. They were using because it's it's really based around her Instagram because it was she was very much like a socialite is her name in the pictures the instagram username i can show you the pictures afterwards from the articles that i read oh, and oh it just shows you the instagram it doesn't show you the name you can't no, see you her just name. see the pictures okay. with the captions i want to know if it's up it might still be up it could still be up her family got involved i get to i get okay to. I get cool to. cool um reportedly carla and april stayed at villa buena vista in san jose costa rica the listing is no longer available through their airbnb website mm. the location used to be called villa le mas and was an was also an aftercare facility for people who don't know aftercare facilities, wellness centers. These are notoriously places where people go after they get plastic surgery to heal up. Hmm. So you know, I'm not calling anybody out, but a lot of these girls that get these fake butts, one minute they don't have a fake butt, then they deactivate their Instagram for like six months, and then they come back with a fake butt. Yeah, they usually go you know get the surgery over in DR or Costa Rica or wherever. And then they heal up in these wellness centers and these aftercare facilities, and then they come back out with the yeeks on, you know, on 15. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this place where she stayed was formerly an aftercare facility, but it got such bad reviews on TripAdvisor that they shut it down and, and turned it into an Airbnb. Okay. Now, I... How is it... How do you get bad reviews? Bad reviews on TripAdvisor. Yeah, but How? TripAdvisor's like Yelp for going no, on but as a as a a wellness center. Well, it's still somewhere to stay. It's still a place. It's a place. It's like a hotel, so but it, with a specific purpose. Oh, so it was just like they didn't take care of my my butt. Oh, I'll get to, I'll get to I'll get to it. I, okay. I found I found I actually found a uh, I found the reviews for the place. Oh shit! Okay, cool. Yeah. Right. So uh, I want to hear those. I mean, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna read one. Okay. Okay, so like I said, um, I've I've been on TripAdvisor because I've been um, TripAdvisor is a great way. TripAdvisor, let me uh, take a second to talk about TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor is a great way to book um, extra extracurricular activities to do when you go on vacations and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I found some dope restaurants, made some reservations. I actually booked us for a whale watching um, on Thursday. Whale, whale watching. Okay. And we're going on a taco to uh, taco tour through the city of Puerto Vallarta um, on Tuesday on Taco Tuesday. So thanks, TripAdvisor. Anyway, so I was um, I was scoping through TripAdvisor. give us free trips. So you don't know that. So, so I was scoping through TripAdvisor, and when I found out that there were some bad TripAdvisor reviews, I went to Costa Rica, typed in Costa Rica, and then top, typed in Villa Le Mas, which is mm-hmm. the name of the place. And I found this review that perfectly encapsulates how shitty this place was but before it turned into an Airbnb. But that's still the legacy of the place. Now, this but is it. A, but is the is it a different page now for this the Airbnb? Uh, how did Trip? I don't know. I haven't been. Well. Anything after, so she, this, what I'm going to get to happened to Carla happened in 2018. Okay. This review is from 2010. So you anything, just went down? Yes. Oh. Well, there's not a bunch of reviews. Okay. Never mind. But anything after 2018. Has to be about Are that. all speaking about Carla. Got you. Okay. So it's not about how good the place is. It's just like, why is this place still, why is this page still up? 
But this is from 2010. This is eight years before this even happened. But this lets you know the type of place that she was going to. The wellness place. The the um, aftercare facility. Okay. <laughs> for the geeks. Um, so the, the review is, uh, it starts, where do I begin? Villa Le Mas was a traveler's worst nightmare come true. The property is designed as a recovery center for post-plastic surgery patients. Unfortunately, the property is in the mountains and rainforest, which is counterproductive to healing. Surgical sutures must be kept dry to heal properly and moisture encourages infection. So already a stupid place to have a place where you have open wounds to be healing, which is damp. Yeah. Uh, my experience, my experience there put my health and safety at risk. The property provides no standard safety features such as smoke alarms, fire extinguishers, lighted walkways, air conditioning, heat, hot water faucets, in the bathroom sink. Shall I go on? She was spicy on this. Yeah. That's why I, this is the one I picked. If you read the so-called testimonials on their website, one is led to believe that guests are pampered during their recovery with gourmet meals, massage therapy, and an indoor swimming pool. Any positive reviews had to be written by the management. Everyone I spoke to was horrified by the conditions there. One couple asked, even begged me to get them a room at the same hotel I went to after I left. The pool is definitely there, but only for photographic purposes. The pool is not heated, so it cannot be used. The water is ice cold. Food? Here's where the line is drawn in the sand. The quality and quantity of food is so poor. Supposed to go, how poor is it? Oh, how poor uh-huh. it? Oh. The quality and quantity of the food is so poor. How poor is it? It would not qualify for the federal school lunch programs in the United States. How does she know that? Oh, it must have been shitty. I mean, she ha- she ate it. That's she's how she I mean, she's in that. a roll right now. She's going <laughs> yeah. off. Prisons deliver better food than what they served at Le Mas. <laughs> Which, all right, man, come on. Like, I, it, you know, but hold on. I get it. Yeah, hold on. Here, here we go. <laughs> For example, lunches consisted of a bowl of soup. Were you waiting for a finish to that sentence? Guess what? It was finished. Lunch was a bowl of soup. Is she like an English major or like a writer or something? <laughs> she, she got in her bag. Bro. That's why is I think, she? That's why I, all the inflections. She's great quotations. It's great. The, the pace is wonderful. I've, the pathos of this is amazing. I love everything about this. This is a great review. Um, uh, so, yeah. So, <laughs> that was my favorite part. Were you waiting for the finish of that sentence? <laughs> Guess what? It was finished. Lunch was a bowl of soup. On Sunday, I received a tray of specif- I received the tray at the specified time of 12 p.m., which contained a tuna sandwich. There was a leaf of lettuce, one slice of tomato, and a teaspoon of canned tuna that I would not even consider serving to my cat. Damn. Dinner was frozen food, like packaged lasagna. And dessert was canned fruit cocktail or lime jello. I haven't seen fruit cocktails since I was four years old. Does this place even have a clue about nutrition? After my sixth of ten days, I ran for my life to the nearest four-star hotel and had a decent meal. I nearly starved at Villa Le Mas. I'm surprised she stayed there that long. Yeah, I would have... She stuck it out longer. Yeah. For all this, all this spice, you stayed six days? Yeah. <laughs> that's, just, that's a week. Uh, my recommendation for recovery for a recovery facility is to avoid the established recovery centers and go to a good hotel. Hire a private nurse to handle bandages and etc. Hmm. 
She said, I will post photos and video of the meals next week when I have more time. Did she? Be afraid. Be very afraid. There's no follow-up. Oh, okay. Now, when I hear... Maybe re- she meant post on her when social I hear media. Re- when I hear reviews like that... <clears throat> it's Bombed funny. it. Bombed yeah, it. It's funny because I feel like when I hear something like that, I, I always think, she's lucky Hannibal Burris is, isn't on the end of that. Because Hannibal... You ever hear the, 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 the reviews? Oh, when, Burris, about his, uh, his Airbnbs? Yeah, he, oh, he claps back. It's, it's <laughs> hilarious. It's... <laughs> Like, first of all, you didn't wear your shoes and the whole apartment smelled like feet. I had to hire a cleaning cl- cleaning crew when you left because you, <laughs> you left due to streaks on the shoes. fucking hilarious. So I wouldn't be talking about hygiene if I was you. That's just my suggestion. <laughs> yeah, but no, but, just to give you an wow. idea of what Carla Stefaniak and her best friend went through, that's what they pulled up to. That's that crazy. kind of That kind of place. And this had passed into different management hands apparently but it still was the same facility like, six days she might as well just stay there and knocked out the other four the other ten yeah shit you know you can go spend some money somewhere else at a, no, a nice hotel it's like shit you only had to make it four more days or go home yeah <laughs> shit fuck it trip over failed trip six days wow. shit so yeah so that's what Carla was going through as well it was probably the same shitty facility with the cold pool and no air conditioning and they know, just turned it into a, a Airbnb, Airbnb where that. you stay by the night Cause we, cause probably people were getting infection and shit. You come through, got the new titties yeah. popping, and you need them, you know, to be taken care of for the next couple months. And it's damp all the time, and the bandages are getting wet and infections. Nah, it's not. It's not conducive to healing up yeah. that new body. Uh, due to prior commitments back home, April had to leave Costa Rica a day earlier than mm-hmm. Carla. While Carla could have gone with her, she decided to stay the extra day by herself, you know, to get them get them flicks off. You know, Instagram's popping. I'm loving Costa Rica. I might nah. move here someday. It's a wonderful time. Nah. Now, the Airbnb is kind of shitty, but I don't spend a lot of time there. I'm, I'm a city slicker. I'm going around seeing the, the real side of Costa Rica. So she stayed that extra day. Fuck Carla that. drove April to the, Costa, to the Costa Rican airport so she could catch her flight back home. Carla then ret- returned their rental car at the airport and ordered an Uber to take her back to the Airbnb. Uh, the two had been staying at together. This same Uber driver that picked her up at the airport had taken Carla sightseeing and shopping the day before. What? Yeah, because I don't know that feature of was Airbnb she... where you get, I mean, of Uber where you get the same Uber driver. Was she so. pretty? Carla, yeah, she was very pretty. Okay. She was very pretty. She was, she was Instagram, like, not royalty. She, was, she didn't have, like, a million followers, but she did Instagram. Like, if you followed Carla on Instagram, if you were her friend, you'd be like, damn, Carla must be dating, like, a Nick or something, because... She's traveling, vulnerable though. Like you, yeah. No, this is this is the this is the part that's sad to me is that as a man, I would never think about. Oh, I can't travel by myself. Not because it's boring, like because yeah. it's not safe. Yeah. Also, but you, you you in territory that you're not familiar with for sure. So somebody can be like, "Have you been to this place?" Yeah. Let me show. Let you. me show you. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. For sure. Very vulnerable. I feel, I feel bad for women. Again, this is another situation. You were doing a story one time where it was the girl was jogging with headphones in. Yeah. And you go. Damn, you no, that's that. that. That's when I was. Oh, in, you were just Myrtle Beach. You just saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that kind of stuff. Even just catching catching Uber stateside, catching the Uber here in the United States. There have been cases of that shit going sideways. You yeah. know, so it just makes me feel really bad for women. Where it's like, damn, you can't just go on a self, you know, a self love journey and go see the world by yourself. I wouldn't do that anyway. Yeah, if but you wouldn't, there, you, left... you wouldn't do it because it's not fun. Not not, and it's not safe. Still, not, not, I might get kidnapped. You uh, would think about that? Yeah. All right. Well, I stand If correct. we out there, you go, hey, man, I go all right, well, I'm going back. I'm not staying out here. One, yeah, it ain't going to be fun. And I'm out here by myself. But that's, but that's one, though. Yeah. That's, that's, that's number one. Somebody can crack me over the head. Somebody can crack me over the head. I ain't paying attention. I stand correct. Don't mind, don't mind even hear from me ever again. 
That's true. I stand corrected. Men and are men are men are vulnerable as well, but not as vulnerable as women. They think it's you. Well, you did leave a day early. They think it's me? Yeah. Oh, like I oh yeah, oh, I, I just left cuz I didn't want Oh yeah, they see, now you make me look bad like that lady that worked for social <laughs> services. Now my whole just my shit just looks bad. When I just up, I just had something to do. Yep. <laughs> see, look, you drunk, you dragged me into some shit. Uh but yeah, so she decided to stay. She was loving Costa Rica, so she ah, stuck around. That's rough, man. And um, she got picked up from the airport by the same Uber driver that had taken her around the city the day before. How the hell? Okay. Yeah, I don't. Like I said, I don't know that Whoa. feature of Uber where he's like, "Can I get Dennis again?" Yeah. Uh, Carla went on a tour of the city before her Uber driver dropped her back off at her Airbnb around four or five p.m. Throughout the day, Carla and April had been in touch with one another. They even mm. spoke on the phone. Wow. The last April had heard from her. Carla said that it was raining really hard back in Costa Rica. She also mentioned to her sister-in-law that the lights in the Airbnb house had completely gone out, what? which according to that TripAdvisor review is right on par for this shitty, shitty building. And you well, just go, yeah, but sorry, the li- sorry, the lights don't work today. Sorry. You just go, what? what? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, when well, you're by yourself now and the lights don't work, you're like, well, maybe I should go somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, suddenly, though, all communication between the two women stopped. Mm. The last text April w- would receive from Carla would come around 8 p.m. the day she left her behind in Costa Rica. Carla mentioned, it's pretty sketchy here, in the last text she sent. April made it a point to text Carla at midnight to wish her a happy birthday. Despite not getting a reply to her previous text messages, this is, um, d- despite, despite not getting a reply from her previous text messages. This is when April became uh, began to worry. Carla always texted her back, but options are very limited uh, when you're not getting a response from your friend and they're in a whole nother country somewhere. It's like, oh, they're not responding. I guess I just have to wait till they respond because you can't go to their house or whatever. You know, you're just you don't have many. You can't. You're not just gonna. My friend didn't respond to my text message for five hours. Let me go buy a ticket to Costa Rica. Yeah. You know, you're just kind of stuck in this limbo, hoping they respond. Man, plan to lead together, man. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Well, you know, she was loving. She, she has every right to love Costa Rica and want to stay one more day. She only was staying another day. Yeah, but, you know, it's just crazy to me. And again, one uh, more day is enough. Men could, the men, men are vulnerable as well. Yeah, but I just feel like um, when I get to what I'm, you know, where the story goes, um, there's it's implied that there was some sexual motivation in what happened to Carla, and not saying that men can't be things can't happen to men driven by sexual motivation by their assailant hmm. but it's more likely to happen to a woman it's just like why can't she stay at her airbnb one more day and go see costa rica one more time you yeah. know it's, it's it's just terrible um yeah so she wasn't responding to text messages april's back home stateside in limbo and uh the next morning april still had had no had heard no word from carla about anything the happy birthday because now it's now it's officially carla's birthday it's like if she didn't see your midnight happy birthday text theoretically it's eight o'clock in the morning she's woken up and it's my birthday birthday selfie for instagram this woman's very active on social media everything's dead no posts no text messages now it's everybody's like carla didn't post her birthday selfie yeah now people are starting to buzz april still hasn't been responded to shit's starting to get real now uh April knew that Carla was coming home from Costa Rica that day, so she figured she was busy trying to get um, to the airport and make her flight. Soon, though, April received a phone call from one of Carla's friends. Her friend told April that Carla had not responded to any happy birthday texts or messages. Mm, To nobody. To nobody. So now, 
April's like, well, if she didn't get to me, I could justify it and say she's busy, but she's not responding to anybody. Now we something's going on. That's where she goes. I should have left. That's when the, I'm the sure. There, I'm sure there's guilt behind it. I'm. I'm sure. Damn. I haven't even gotten to what happened, but yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Carla was scheduled to fly home to Miami, Florida, at one in the afternoon that day. Although she checked into her flight because you want to get that a boarding, she never boarded the plane. In fact, Carla never even made it to the airport. It was as if she had mysteriously vanished, and no one had any answers. According to the Airbnb rental owner and the local security guards who were there at the Airbnb grounds, Carla had gotten into an unknown vehicle at around 5 a.m. the morning she was scheduled to leave Costa Rica. Outside the Airbnb? Yeah. Okay. No one in her family bought this story because it wasn't like her at all. Another reason it's not to be bought is because it's 2018 and this woman's been traveling by Uber everywhere and Uber has a trail. If you call an Uber... It's not an unknown vehicle. So if her Uber history has no 5 a.m. call, she wouldn't just get into an unknown car. She would call an Uber. So yeah. that's one sketchy thing said. So, so was no, was no Uber call at the 5 guy, the, the Airbnb, there was no record of an Uber being called at 5 in the morning. And the Airbnb people said she got in the car at 5 o'clock in the morning. Mm. And her family's like, no, she wouldn't just get in a random car. It would be a car service. Yeah. Um, because she's a boss. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, according to the family, uh, Carla would have contacted her family by now. And uh, she would have replied to all of her unanswered text messages. And her family had reason to believe that Carla was kidnapped. The Costa Rica News reported that Car- that the security guard at her villa said Carla left the property at around 5 a.m. However, an Uber driver showed up at the property at 8.30 a.m. to pick her up. Because that's when she booked an Uber yeah. to get a ride to the airport or go get breakfast and then go to the airport, whatever. It already did you do that ahead of time? Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know that. Get an Uber X or whatever, you know, where they bring the black boss truck, you know, where you can be Uber in style. The luxury Uber? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and, and Uber did show up at 830 to pick her up. So now the holes start getting poked in the, in the Airbnb people's yeah. story. Uh, a guard shift change happened to take place that, uh, that morning. And the new security guard told the driver that the woman had already left the property since that was the information he had received from his co-worker. So this has multiple rooms in this Airbnb? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay, yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah, you, okay. you, rent by the, you, you rent by the room. Gotcha. It's a big spacious place. But this place. is a big building. Yes, yeah, it's a big okay. building, all right. but it's been turned into an Airbnb, Maybe. so gotcha. you can rent almost like apartments. Okay, yeah. It's like a small hotel. Like, okay. Yeah, it's like a bed and breakfast almost. Gotcha, okay. Because it's not as big as a hotel. But it's got multiple rooms that are like a room with a bathroom and all that in one room. Mm. So they started renting it out like an Airbnb. So they remembered, the security remembered that she got in this. The security, before before there was a shift change. There was a shift change (laughs) between, bless you. There was a shift change between 5 a.m. and 8.30 a.m. when the Uber showed up at 8.30. When that Uber showed up, there was a different security guard there. At 5 a.m. Then then there was at 5 a.m. But the security guard at 5 a.m. told this security guard... Yeah, that lady left at a, in a car at 5. So when this Uber showed up at 8.30, the security guard that was there told them the story that he was told. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, man, my, the guy that was on the shift before me said she left at 5. So I don't know. Just cancel the Uber, no I guess. Cameras or anything? Um, I, not that I was... I didn't, okay. I didn't see any... This, this would... I'll get to the story. Okay. I don't think there were cameras. Um, so yeah, so Uber showed up at 
they said that you know the guy just repeated the story hey man you know uh she came or she left it she left this morning at five and she's been gone since then Carla's brother, Carlos, decided to fly down to Costa Rica himself to search for his missing sister and get to the bottom of everything. When he arrived at Carla's Airbnb, he shook the hand of the security guard. He listened to him tell the story of how Carla had willingly got into a car, a random car at 5 a.m. that morning. One of the main reasons Carla's family didn't believe the story is due to the fact that Carla's credit card statements show no history of her ordering a car that day. Hmm. In addition... She had scheduled an Uber to uh, take her to her 1 p.m. flight, but she never got in it. The last person that Carla had contact with told authorities that she was very thirsty and wanted to leave her Airbnb to get water. So the last, this is somebody that works there. Okay. The person Carla was going to get water from was the security guard on the property. Mm. The guard's name was Bismarck Espinosa Martinez. Her family started to believe that he must have kidnapped and potentially hurt Carla when they started to look into things further. So, you know, when you start putting those pieces together and you go, so this is the guy that was being the security guard at 5 So he was still coming morning. to work after that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like, every, like everything's normal. Mm-hmm. And they started piecing things together. So you were here at 5 a.m. and you're saying that she got in a random car and she came to get water from you? And why was she coming to get You know, all those kind of that's things. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things was like, that dude was a sicko, so he was like, I'm just... He's one of those people that just wait for his wait for the perfect time to yeah. to make his move whatever mm-hmm. he wants to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things got a lot darker as Carla's family continued to look for her. No one could piece together exactly what happened to her, but one thing that's certain is Carla did not get into a car at 5 a.m. Mm. The morning of her birthday. I'm sorry. At 5 a.m. the morning of her birthday. You know how they do a.m. and there's a period. Yeah. I thought that was a period and then a new sentence. So she did not get into a car at 5 a.m. the morning of her birthday. When Carla's brother entered her Airbnb, he found all her possessions. Mm, So her room wasn't even packed up. So she just disappeared. Yeah. This is when authorities such as the U.S. Embassy in Costa Rica and the FBI got involved. April, her best friend and sister-in-law, took to Facebook to announce details about the ongoing investigation into Carla's disappearance. In the coming days, the grounds surrounding the Airbnb would be searched. It was there, only 200 yards away from the Airbnb Carla was staying in, that, a, that cadaver dogs discovered a body. The body was in a state of decomposition, but the preliminary observation does verify that the body is a woman. This was a quote from Walter Espinosa, the director general of the Judicial Investigation Agency in Costa Rica. And where was this? I'm sorry. Where was what? Where, where was the body found? 200 yards from the Airbnb. Oh, okay, all right. So like on the property, yeah. basically. That's like in the eyesight. You can see yeah. 200 yards. Uh, the body was so badly decomposed that it was not immediately evident that it was Carla. Her body was partially buried and covered in plastic bags. Mm. Carla's family went to the morgue where they waited all day for any updates. They were not allowed to see the body or even try to identify Carla. Once authorities performed an autopsy, they discovered that the death had been extremely violent. Mm. The autopsy showed multiple stab wounds to the neck and upper extremities. However, the cause of death was ruled as blunt force trauma to the head. Mm-hmm. So this was like overkill. Dang. It was very violent, yeah. angry, passion. He, you know, something. It was happened. so bad that they didn't let, they can't. That's how you know it's bad when the family can't even look at the body. Yeah. 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 And they had the, I think, I think they don't like to do that until they're positive 
that they think it's her. No, because do you it. don't want to bring the family in. They well, do I guess it. so. Yes, yeah, the family would. Yeah, the family could settle that for you guys yeah. real quick. Mm-hmm. If it's too bad, they they say no. We you can't. They won't let you do it. Fair enough. Um, words cannot express the dev- the devastation within her family and friends. We want the world to know that we will never forget Carla. This is a statement that Carla's family put up on a Facebook page that they had created that was dedicated to finding her. Mm-hmm. So this was kind of, you know, find Carla. And then once it's, you know, the you got to come in and go, hey, guys, we found her. Thanks for everything. This was yeah. that statement. Uh, the statement continues. We will never forget the joy she brought into our lives, how much she made us laugh. And we will always be with her. And we know she will always be with us. May God bless her soul. Are we done here? We are not. In the following days, we will release critical digital leads of the investigation. Continue asking questions about the involvement of others in Carla's murder. We will make sure the case is not closed like many others in Costa Rica. So this has some spice on it. They were throwing some shade at the Costa Rican police department because they weren't really being um, super aggressive towards solving this case. Which I It's crazy, man. They were standing there at this B&B. And, walk past that and dude and walk past time. that guy hope, and don't even know that dude is a killer that is yeah. wow like you just don't even know who you walk by every day yeah. that's crazy yeah yeah mm. inside of the Airbnb authorities found blood which was matched to Carla authorities were on the hunt for the suspect and began to grow suspicious of the guard Bismarck Espinosa Martinez his statements were not matching up Martinez was not immediately charged after his after his arrest and authorities announced he was being held on a prevent on a preventative sentence and would spend several months in prison. Which I don't really know what that is. I don't know if they were pre- trying to Just prevent to him from him. leaving yeah. the country or what. But they arrested him, but didn't charge him. So basically, they arrested him if and didn't give him bail. Oh, okay. They like they arrested him. He's a suspect. He's not okay. getting bail to be released. He's. We're well, we gonna risk. hold you until we can until we can charge prove, you. Yeah. Yes. Either way, charge you or release you yeah. and prove it wasn't you. Um. As of August 2019, Bismarck Espinosa Martinez has reportedly been charged with the um, with the equivalent of a second degree murder charge in connection with the murder of Carla Stefanik of Stefaniak in Costa Rica. Espinosa has been charged by the prosecutor's office with homicidio simple, homicidio simple, which is or simple, homicidio simple, which is basically second degree murder, mm-hmm. which is nuts because there's nothing second degree about what happened to that. Yeah. Uh, Espinosa faces only 12 to 18 years in prison if he's convicted. And Stefaniak's family has expressed their outrage at the brevity of the potential sentence. Stefaniak's other brother, Mario uh, Casido, told the Costa Rican Star, which is you know, like a paper, we want him to get the maximum, penal- the maximum penalty the Costa Rican laws allow. There's so much things to, to the crime that would make anybody think this is a first degree murder. You know, like the fact that he worked there yeah. and probably stalked her yeah. and the way he overkilled her and then buried her body and then cleaned up the crime yeah. scene. I don't know what about this is second. In my mind, he second degree, yeah, in my mind, second degree murder is like it shit just jumped off and you stabbed the person like you, without thinking. This feels premeditated. He wanted something. Yeah. She didn't give it to him. He killed her and then buried her body and, and like like obstructed justice by by hiding a body and messing with a crime scene. Crazy but, part is, if she would have left the day before, this yeah. wouldn't even have happened. That's crazy. Yeah, um, the family also questions that Espinizo Martinez was the only suspect charged in the in Carla's murder. 
They have stated in the past that they believe that Espinosa Martinez is too small to have carried Carla 100 meters to the shallow grave where she was found. He was too small? Yeah. So he's not like a big guy. Okay. They also point, I mean, he works at a, a, a wellness a wellness center formerly and an Airbnb now. So, you know, it's not shit really jumping off. He just got on. You know, sometimes you ever go to a restaurant and you go, if, if the shit really jumped off, I'll fuck you up. Yeah. You know, this, and you go, but he has a badge on. Yeah. It's like, I mean, technically you're security, but yeah. I'll fuck you up. Oh, I, I will outrun you. Yeah, either one. It was like, <laughs> you're doing, you're just here so people go, oh, there's security. Yeah. That was, you know, so he was like that. So he said he was too small to have dragged her so far and put her in a shallow grave. They also pointed out that the room was thoroughly cleaned after Stefaniak's disappearance, which led them to believe that if Espinosa Martinez killed Stefaniak, he may have had help in cleaning up the crime scene. Because, mm. I mean, he stabbed her, blunt force. There had to been blood everywhere, but yeah. then they had to like comb through the place to find the blood that they found. It wasn't like a messy crime scene when you walk in. He did a lot of shit in, in like a couple hours. That's what I'm saying. There's a new guard came on. Like, I don't, there was the other guard probably helped him clean up. There's people, this is, this goes deep. This is deeper than Nino Brown. Yeah. This is not just, uh, this dude did something and then cleaned the whole thing up, dragged the body away. And What's that? It. That's like three hours. Yeah, that's no time at all. <laughs> that's no time at all. He had help. Uh, the brothers said the family hopes to pressure Costa Rican authorities into charging Espinosa Martinez with the harshest penalty possible. He said in a statement to ABC News, what we want to do is just spread the word about what's happening in Costa Rica. American authorities have no jurisdiction in Costa Rica. So all we can do is spread the word and make the news viral. So uh, to put some pressure on the Costa Rican authorities to do a better job. And uh, like I said, that was as of August of, the, of 2019. There's still okay. that's still happening. The case is still he happening. hasn't been charged yet. He has not been convicted yet. He's been charged with second degree murder. So they oh, okay. want they want them to up the charges and convict him in the harshest way that the Costa Rican government is allowed to. So that's still in limbo. Uh, if I'm able to find any update on that, I'll definitely bring it in and, and let people know. But that was the story of Carla Stefaniak. She was just a, a lovely um, young Instagram influencer living her life with her friend April. Girls trip, having a good time and shit went sideways. Yeah. Um, so. You know, I, I I highly recommend traveling, and and it's it's a great way to just kind of open yourself up and and open your mind up to different seeing how people do stuff differently. Like we're all people, but people here do stuff way differently on a day to day basis, and seeing that is interesting. But you got to be careful, man. Yeah, you gotta you gotta keep your guard up, especially when you're you know there's a language barrier. You don't you're not familiar with the area. You're a woman alone traveling. Don't, man alone, don't. man alone, traveling. Yeah, but don't travel alone. Bring a travel yeah, buddy. Period. Bring a travel buddy. And the travel, if the travel buddy dips, get a just spirit flight. Get a get a spirit flight last minute, cheap one, and just dip. You know, don't yeah. don't leave yourself vulnerable. I have no reason to stay a day longer than whoever I came with. Lee, I just don't. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Um. So yeah. So rest in peace to Carlos Stefaniak. Um. And I don't even want to get into your story again. What we're gonna do is we're gonna. Jump into some good vibes, change the energy a bit, and then we're going to get the hell up out of here. That's right, folks. Let's get this energy up. It's time for these good vibes. We're trying to get that positivity and that energy at the highest it can go to get you guys through this week and whatever you guys are going through. Uh, before I even jump into a good vibe on either side from us, I just want to give a, 
a quick good vibes that I saw. Um, uh, Mac Miller will be releasing, or Mac Miller's family will be releasing his posthumous album. Uh, it started with a release of a song called Good News. I almost played the song, but if you listen to the song, it's kind of like, it's a somber song because it's saying people only want good news, but shit, people are going through shit. Mm. So it's called Good News, but it really is saying, you know, it's real shit going on. I can't always give you good news. So yeah. that's not really kind of a bummer of a song but it's it like is a single great, or something yeah but okay, it is a great song the album will be coming out soon rest in peace to mac miller yeah and rest in peace to nipsey hustle uh we lost two great people in 2019 that was that was rough the nipsey thing is still for a different reason hard to comprehend but mac miller even people who didn't listen to mac miller i think mac miller's death really hit a lot of people in this generation hard and by this generation i mean like 90s kids and people that are you know like 27 to 33 mm. because we all know a Mac Miller. Even if he couldn't rap, it was that kind of like scruffy white dude who was cool yeah. with the black kids, but not because he was trying to act black. He was just being himself, but yeah. we liked him. He's goofy and funny and all this kind of stuff. And then he got caught up in some drug stuff after we graduated from high school. And then you get that message of like, oh, remember that funny kid from 11th grade science yeah. class? He OD'd. And that hits in a different way because that's real. People are really going through that. You yeah. know, People are really losing friends to this opioid epidemic and this fentanyl shit. So... The Mac Miller thing hit different, but Nipsey, it just was, he was such a positive, he was the dude you looked at to like, yeah, man, shit, I forget some money. I want to do some book drives and give backpacks back to the kids from my neighborhood and all this kind of stuff. And he died in this neighborhood where he was doing all that stuff. Yeah. So two very different uh, spectrums of death, but both impactful and relatable in a weird way. Yeah. So those are two really hard ones for 2019, but uh, Mac Miller will be releasing a album uh, post death and Nipsey Hussle's victory lap recently went platinum. So shout out to Vic Nipsey Hussle. Um, Nipsey Hussle was not a legend because he died. Nipsey Hussle was a legend because he was a forward thinker um, and told the truth and and was about as real as they come. So I'm also sick of that narrative of there's people on this wave of why are we all acting like everybody was bumping Nipsey Hussle's music? It's like I don't know what y'all were. Yeah. Also, I don't know what y'all were doing, but I was. And, and, and even if you weren't, you go back and you realize you get the story on what this dude was doing. That's legendary shit. So you don't got to listen to his music for you to respect somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Pass it away. It's just crazy. I don't, I don't like the internet these days, but, um, yes, rest in peace to both those gentlemen. And I can't wait to hear Mac Miller's last project. Cause that dude was, he made some great vibes, man. So this was something he was working on before he passed away. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. This is the last of it. I'm sure it's going to be some great features with a Damn. lot of his friends and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, Mac That's Miller crazy. was Mac Miller was super dope. I went back because I kind of fell off from Mac after um, watching TV with the sound off. Mm -hmm. I didn't really listen to Mac. I mean, um, Divine Feminine and this new one that came out. Mm -hmm. Went back and listened to it. Though. It was a really good album. Yeah. Man. But, you know, that's kind of what happens. You know, people pass and you go back and listen to their old stuff. But I was a big Mac Miller fan up until watching TV with the sound off. And then I just kind of, no reason, mm -hmm. just, you know, sometimes just kind of stop listening to people. Yeah. But up until that point, Macadelic and, yeah. you know, Delusional Thomas and all these kind of things. Great artists, man. So I can't wait to hear what um, his last project sounds yeah. like. Anyways, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. <clears throat> Despite having different languages, cultures, and gun laws, homicide rates across, the, across much of the world have been falling since the 90s. Mm. Which sounds crazy to me. I've heard that statistic before, but it's hard to believe when you live here. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, those rates are continuing their positive trajectories into 2020. Between 1990 and 2015, the number of homicides per 100,000 people fell by 46%, mm. with countries in Oceania experiencing a 22% drop, 
over the same period and 36% in Asia. Asia and Western Europe were one where one is already the least likely to become a victim of homicidal act saw the most significant decrease over that period of time. Homicide in Eastern Europe also fell by 18% over that, over that time, which is remarkable when you remember the Soviet Union collapse with the Berlin Wall just a year before, the, before this period began, and many Eastern Europe countries were facing governmental collapses, war, and economic depression, mm-hmm. and even genocide throughout the 1990s. Throughout the 90s. According to crime statistics released by the FBI in September, large cities that have been experienced an uptick in murders during 2015 and 2016 had fewer killings in 2018. In Chicago, the murder rate declined substantially by 14%. Wow. And in Baltimore, by 9%. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in cities with populations of more than a million people, it fell by an average of 8.5% in 2018. That's great. Yeah. Again, it's really hard to cuz I don't I was going to say it's really hard when like the media portrays a narrative, but people are getting clapped here, man. That is just a fact. Like yeah. that's not even a the news is trying to make black neighborhoods seem worse than they are. Mm-hmm. I understand that if it dropped 8% or whatever it is, but we had like 380 homicides yeah. in 28 like 2019 and there's been like eight already this year yeah so people are getting killed here it's crazy but, because yeah. i had to i had a couple of appointments i had to go to recently in the city and stuff ago i'm like um so we gotta go i'm like she goes i'll go um in the city where i'm like whatever street or whatever yeah. west baltimore she be like all right well be careful and it's like just I, being down there makes me nervous i understand that again as i stated earlier i might be a fool but i just really feel like the part of making it where Baltimore is dangerous for anybody, mm-hmm. I think is misleading. Yeah. Even people that we know in the last couple of years that have been killed. I don't know anybody that just, there's been cases of kids catching a straight bullet or yeah. whatever, but people aren't just going up and killing people that yeah. they don't know. I that's said not, that. You know, I that's not that. happening. I that, said that there's no way, maybe I'm wrong, but there's no way that people are getting killed for no. I just, I don't know what goes on. I'm yeah. not. Going to sit here and talk yeah. about that, but I just I don't think people are Absolutely. just out here just getting hit, yeah, just out of nowhere. It's not my place to speak speculate on what people were doing, but I when I go into the city now, if you're in a if you're in a a bad neighborhood yeah. and you pull up in a nice car and you hop out with nice clothes on and jewelry on, yeah, you might look like a lick. Yeah, that is not. But I'm saying if you just look like a regular dude walking down the street, I'm not walking down the street concerned that somebody's just going to come and sh- blow my brains yeah, out. True, you know? but, yeah, true, but yeah. Now, getting robbed or whatever, that's different. And that can turn into a homicide. Yeah. But that's just anywhere. Yeah. But these nu- th- people are taking these numbers of these shootings and not going, damn, the city's dangerous, man. People, these retaliation shootings yeah. and, you know, people going back and forth. They're like, all oh, these people died as if those people were just, just random, random people yeah, just got true. shot by random people. It's, yeah. Those people knew each other. There was beef and retaliations and you killed my cousin and so I'm going to kill you. And all. that's what that is. Yeah. I don't like the framing of. Yeah, man, you can't even walk down the street, man. Yeah, but 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 still, the idea of you be, if you go somewhere where it goes, or you go to a store and be like, oh, somebody was killed here and robbed here. Yes, if you walk into that store, sure, it makes you nervous. Sure, like, absolutely. That's absolutely. what I, that's, that's absolutely. the point I was trying to make. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I understand you're you're always vulnerable yeah. of being attacked in some kind of way, but the murder rate is not the murder rate of Baltimore from last year is not solely contributed to. Random killings. Yeah. It's mostly, you know, 
inter interpersonal violence, like between people that had previous altercations with each yeah. other. Yeah. Also, just you know. a side note, I haven't been in the city in a while since before yesterday or whatever. Uh huh. It is. It looks different, man. John Hopkins. I don't know. They buying up all they kinds of shit. Up. It oh looks, yeah, man. It's crazy down well, there. Well, and that's but see, and that's the less talked about problem. Yeah. Is that when you do that, you move all those people into a more isolated area. So people that lived over east now live over west with yeah. people that they had beef with over over west, and where they used to live fifteen miles from each other, now they live up the street from each other. Yeah. So you funneling all these people into more isolated areas. You funnel them out to these counties. Where, you know, they're only so big. We're all yeah. going to the same school. Our kids go yep. here, whatever. You're making people interact more because you're, clo- you're you're giving them less space to operate, yeah. you know? I was out there, I think, out there where your dad lives. Uh-huh. And I went out there and I was like, when the hell this oh, get here? Oh, changed all that shit. It's when all the- kind of centers and like, all. What the fuck? When this get here? It's all kind of shit being built. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, yeah, no, they're coming for all that shit, man. Yeah. If you go down to, and yep. where this is getting really, like, regional, but whatever. Yeah. If you go down into, like, deep in the city, Baltimore, like, where neighborhoods that used to look nuts, yeah. they turned old buildings into restaurants yep. and all those brownstones are getting Condos, bought up. All kinds and, of shit. It's yeah, crazy. man. No, they're coming for all of that. Yep. They're going to take all those poor black people, move them out to Baltimore County, move them to wherever you know, isolate you, and mm-hmm. then we're cutting the bus lines off, and you can't yep. come in here. And yep. if you come in here and you look sketchy, I need to see your ID. Yep. Johns Hopkins giving out fucking some type of grant or something. Oh, to the, to the doctors, doctors that work there. Wow. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. They're coming <laughs> wow. for everything. The security's yep. going to go up. It's going to be patrol cars everywhere, beautiful condos. Mm-hmm. Baltimore City is going through yeah. a revital, you know, like it's, gonna, it's being revamped. Yep. And that's why this there's all this pressure put on this mayor where it's like, look, man, we we going, we trying to do some big shit. You need to get this shit together. But yeah. a mayor cannot make people stop killing people. Right. I don't agree. Now, a mayor, uh, we've had some corrupt mayors. The last mayor we had was like making people buy her book and shit yeah. like that. and <laughs> All kind of crazy shit. Yeah. But a mayor should not be fired because people are killing each other. Yeah. There's nothing that the mayor can do. He can make some after school programs, try to help the kids stop hurting each other. But people getting killed is not on the mayor. That that's not his responsibility. His yep. responsibility is balance the books. Yeah, get some money, some programs in. I can't be a mayor and be like, "Hey, man, I'm the mayor. New law. Y'all can't kill each other anymore." Yeah. It's like what? Yeah, you know. So, um, I think that that's a dope statistic, yeah. and I'm sure it's true. But like I was saying, it's just hard. It's hard, to, to, it's see hard to see here. I'm sure it's when hard to all see. You here. It's probably hard to see in Chicago. Yeah. Because every time you turn the news on, somebody got shot. Yep. Every time you go on Facebook, my cousin got shot. You know, yep. so it's hard to see, but I believe it. I'm sure you know statistics don't really lie. You got good. the numbers, numbers, and numbers. Good. Sounds yeah, sounds yeah. great. But things that sound great, I told you, I told you, man. The the cancer rates fell in this country. Donald Trump was like, damn, man, we killing it out man, here. Man, when you tw- when you retweeted that shit on Twitter, we I are, was like, we are bodying it out. There's here. no way. My thanks since my administration has come into the office. Cancer rates have gone, cancer deaths have gone down. It's like, oh, damn, you're just taking credit for whatever now. Anyways, to my good, <laughs> <laughs> to my good vibes. It's good vibes, man. We're not even going into that. Good vibes. So, my good vibes this week is a story about a boy who was inspired to become the youngest yogi in the U.S. Mm. after seeing his mother healed by yoga after she uh, beat chemo. Oh, wow. At just seven years old, this boy was inspired to become the youngest yoga teachers and one of the youngest yoga teachers in the United States and one of the youngest in the world mm. after he saw how the ancient discipline helped his mom recover from chemotherapy. And uh, Sierra does yoga. I've tried to do yoga a couple times. It is very hard to do. Yeah. And um, I don't really find it fun. But I, when you see like a yoga master, because we just she'll do basic yoga mm. where it's just like stretch and whatever. But when I see a motherfucker like on, on a headstand... With no wall, or those next level positions, I'm like, damn, that shit is that shit is. Standing on one foot. Yeah, all that shit is crazy. 
I'm not. At, we're doing basic shit. Yeah. But I respect it, though. Um, now, 14 years old, Tabay Atkins teaches three classes a week and holds seven different yoga teacher certifications. The young yogi was devastated to watch his 40-year-old mother, Sahel Anvard, Anvarnajad, it must be like Middle Eastern or something, uh, struggle as she underwent chemo and even shaved his head in solidarity with his, with, with, almost, and also shaved his head in solidarity when she lost her hair. Wow. Which is beautiful, man. Yeah. It touches my soul, man, because, you know, me and my mom been riding and I couldn't imagine. Um... So yeah, he shaved his head in solidarity with his with his mom when she was going through chemo. But when he saw how yoga helped um, helped her to walk and find joy in life once more, he was determined to help others find that same healing on the mat. Uh, here's a quote a quote from him: "My mom beat cancer, and two weeks later she was introduced to yoga. She was able to walk on her own, and things that used to stress her out didn't matter as much as they did before. So I, that really." When you see your mom go through all that and this thing is what makes you see all this major change, you mm-hmm. probably become in love with that thing. Yeah. And that's what that's what, it was yoga for him. It was like this this yoga brought my mom back from the brink of death. Mm. So I'm in, eternally indebted to yoga and love it. So that's super cool. Um another quote is uh that's when I decided to be a yoga teacher. He continued and said, uh, I wanted to teach yoga so I could heal people the way yoga healed my mom. Uh, Sahel was uh, Sahel was diagnosed with stage three non-Hodgkin lymphoma in April 2012. Mm. She says, I had gone to the doctor for almost a year complaining of flu-like cold symptoms. People also, this is a PSA. People go to the doctor. Okay. Yeah. Don't just self-diagnose and assume you know what's wrong with you. you don't. You can never be too safe. Pay the copay. Go to the doctor. I go to the same time every uh, year. Healthcare is also <laughs> healthcare is a right, man. Yep. I, I, universal healthcare, I'm very much a fan for. Fan of people shouldn't have to make a decision between getting themselves taken care of and eating. Yeah, it's insane. Anyways, um, she was complaining of flu-like symptoms for a year. By April, I could barely breathe. My neck became so big that my parents took me to the emergency room. The tumors were the size of softballs. So. Oh, this is this is the this is the mom. mom. This is the mom telling her story. So she was going to the doctors, and they just well, she was, was going this. to the doctors, but she was saying, "What's wrong with me?" And I, maybe th- maybe there's a test that you need to ask for. I don't know why they weren't, but they might have just been doing the minimum to get her out. You having flu-like symptoms? Here's some I don't know Benadryl. I don't know, whatever they give you, you know, you're fine. That's not her fault though. No, not at all. I probably would have sued the hospital, but yeah. you know, she uh, shot him. Yeah, but fuck that. If I'm no, I'll just keep going back. Fuck that shit. Yeah, some, um, something's That's not crazy. right. I, you can, I, I had a flu for the last six months, man. Yeah. It's not flu. Uh, doctors told me if I had waited till the next morning to come to the hospital, I wouldn't have made it. Mm. Sahel underwent intensive chemotherapy treatment and spent almost all of her time in a hospital bed. Mm. She said, I was in such bad shape. I was basically living at the hospital. Her hospital bills are probably ash. I mean, she probably ha- like owes like half a million dollars or more. In hospital bills, it That's is crazy. it is insane how the medical industry in this country gaffs people, and that part scares people. They didn't yeah, where it's like fu- I, I'll just fucking try to whatever it is. I don't know what's wrong with me. I keep blacking out, but I don't need a hundred thousand dollars in medical bills. That's crazy. So I'll just fight through it. Like what? Come on, that's that's crazy. People have to make decisions like that. Anyway, um. 
Yeah, she said, I was in such bad shape. I was basically living in the hospitals. Tabe couldn't be around me a lot. All we had were quick visits. She just was, you know, tired. So he couldn't even really interact with his mom. She was so beat up, you know. Um, it was it was really hard because I had everything you could imagine. Blood clots, blood transfusion, bone marrow biopsy, mm. and staph infection. But I am a single mom, and all I kept thinking about was Tabe. He was six years old, and I didn't want to die. When Sahel, when Sahel lost her long hair as a side effect of the chemotherapy, her devoted son even shaved his head in solidarity with his sick mom. She said he came and surprised me with a shaved head to support me. Mm-hmm. There's a picture right there. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, man. Beautiful family. Yeah, that's deep. Um, in September 2012, doctors told Sahel she was cancer-free. After being broken down by the chemo, however, Sahel worried about how she would build her build up her strength. She said, I had been very active. I did Pilates five times a week, and I went to the gym. Damn. But before my diagnosis, I judged yoga, says Sahel. I assumed it was for people who wanted to sit in a dark room with their eyes closed. I thought, no thanks. I'll get a workout. Sounds like meditation. Yeah. she, You know, but there's, there's all kind of... I think that yoga has... It's part of it. Yeah, yo, it is part of it. It's okay. it's 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 internal healing as well as um, working on your body. So it, it's it's like a mind and body meld. Mm. But I think a lot of the stigmas around uh, yoga is like it's for rich people. It's fake. People get fake spirituality out of it. They think they're deeper than they are just because they do yoga. I think those are all stigmas though. Like if you really take it seriously and do it, I'm sure you get some kind of connection between the body, yeah. the body and the in the mind. But how does the rich people think? that's hard to explain a lot of rich people do yoga a lot of rich people eat healthy like eating healthy is a stigmatized as like that's what rich eat drinking green juice and all this kind of, we got to break those stigmas though that's why i want to see more juice bars in in in, in um poorer neighborhoods i want to see yoga classes as a recreation in public schools like i want to see these things be bro- the stigmas be broken on these things and like anybody can do this you don't have to be some rich wealthy white dude to do yoga yeah but that's that is that is a stigma around it though Mm. it's like no that's not for me that you know what's crazy to me black people revolutionized and invented just about every aspect of music right and if you went to a black neighborhood and started playing a guitar they'll call you a white boy they they twisted our brains into thinking the thing that we used to excel at Mm -hmm. talking about bb kings and and, and, and all these blues guitarists and saxophone players. And all that, these are now things that like black people are like, no, nah, I don't do that. Yeah. I rap or I sing R&B instruments. Nah, that's not for that's that's lame. These are things that we've revolutionized. Mm-hmm. But that's how society can just twist your brain around and just, you know, eating healthy and doing yoga and playing instruments. These are things that you, we don't do that stuff. That's yeah. not that's not for us. That's not our culture. That's crazy. to Wow. Me. Anyway, I'm going somewhere else. Um, so yeah, so she said, she said she, she used to have this crazy stigma about yoga and was like, man, bullshit that. But Sahel's mind changed when an acquaintance who had supported her during her cancer journey turned out to be a yoga teacher, um, and started teaching a a trainer's course, uh, teaching a training course on yoga. She said, I walked into the gym and she was sitting in the lobby with eight other people who had been doing yoga together and they had a huge manual, they had huge manuals in their laps. She told me she was starting a 200 hour teacher training course. I laughed. I had barely done yoga in my life. I couldn't walk on my knees and I was still bald with no eyelashes, no eyebrows and no hair. 
She just said, this is meant to be. So this teacher also came to Sahel along with her son or her son. Her son was there in this moment and saw how yoga kind of rallied around his mom and lifted her spirits up. Mm -hmm. And that's when the love began. Sahel admitted at the admitted that at the time she didn't think she was going to complete the course, but Tabe was right by her side. There was so many times I wanted to just leave, she said. But Tabe was right by my side the whole time. I didn't have anyone to watch him. The training was two and a half months long. And in those months, I was able to walk again. So in two months, she went from being bedridden and, and on the brink of death to walking and doing yoga. She said, I felt like I could take a deep breath for the first time in years. I thought, this is life changing. And then Tabe said to me, I want to be a yoga teacher so I can heal people the way yoga healed you. There's a picture of Tabe looking fly. He says, got a little, he's grew his hair back and he's doing a yoga position on a cardboard box. That looks crazy. Yeah. Just floating there like that, man. But That's that next level yoga shit. We can't do that. Sierra doesn't do that here. She just does like cross legs and stuff. This is next level shit. That's like hella abstract. Yeah, you're holding your, your core strength, holding your legs up in the air with your hands. Uh, Tabe received his first yoga certificate. How long? I ain't noticed that. Yeah, I mean, he looks like Jaden Smith when he was in Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tabe received his first yoga certificate at seven years old and underwent the very same 200-hour teacher training when he was 10 years old. So the same thing his mom did, he did at 10. It was me and four adults, he recalled. It was very intense teacher training. So this is a 10-year-old kid with a grown-ass people and killing it. Yeah. Uh, at certain times in training, they wanted to give up, but when they saw me, a 10-year-old, doing it, it made them think that they could do it too. And also, there's probably a lot of like, I'm going to let this fucking yeah. child embarrass me like this. I got it. It's I probably can't, yeah. a little easier for him. Well, he's probably lighter. That's what and, I mean. Yeah, yeah. He's probably <laughs> he's probably lighter. And when you learn things at a younger age, you pick it up faster. Yeah. You know? Because you, you don't have habits to break. But whatever. Hard man. is hard. Right. 200 hours is a lot of dedication. Yeah. You know how many things I quit? I took a PowerPoint presentation class. I took a, a drawing class. I went to football camp. Quit, 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 quit. <laughs> so, you know, dedication is dedication, man. <laughs> I quit it all, man. King quit. Uh, <laughs> Tabe now has seven yoga teacher certifications, uh, including aerial yoga, uh, restorative yoga, and yoga for those on the autism spectrum, which I didn't mm. even know that was a thing. Yeah. The, young, the youngster splits his time between teaching three classes a week, either at his mom's studio, Care for Yoga, in San Clemente, California, or in resorts and schools in Maui, Hawaii. This dude is 14 years old, getting flown places to teach people how to do yoga. Uh, additionally, he has taught yoga classes all over the world, including in the UK, France, Australia, Mexico, and New York. This is the best time to be a kid. I'm going to say it again. Yeah. This is the best time to be a kid. When I was a kid and I loved to play video games, online was not really a thing yet. Nope. Online became a thing when I was like 16, yep. start, started getting real popular. Now, if you're 10 years old, you could be a professional gamer. Yep. You can start an Instagram and knit. Yep. You can start an Instagram and cook. You yep. can start an Instagram and whatever your hobby is that you do, you can make an Instagram for it and get followers and then do that thing for a living. You can even just have a camera and live your day-to-day -day life and some people will just watch you do that. Yeah, on YouTube. Oh my God, man. Man, we missed the boat. Yep. Man. It's a kid making millions of dollars just doing toys. Just buy toys and just review them. Playing and, with them. Wow. This toy's great. I give it five marshmallows. The kids loving it. The video's got 16 million views. Yep. And Crazy. Come on. Fly, they fly him out to the Hasbro uh, warehouse. He get to play with the new toys before they come out. Yep. These toys were awesome. Living <laughs> life. Six years old. Millionaire. Don't even know what millions are. Yep. Money. Doesn't know anything. 
doesn't know anything, making millions of dollars. Now, I don't know. Parents just give them some toys, and they they got the money. Parents driving in G wagons and Range Rovers, and yeah. you know, but just the kid, buying toys. Yeah, here's a toy. I don't know. <laughs> Man, what yeah. a time! What a fucking time! Kids been all over the world. Good for good for today. Uh, oh, go ahead. oh no, you finished? No, I got. A oh, okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, uh, so, uh, Tabay said, uh, at my mom's yoga studio, I teach some donation-based classes where I donate all of the money we make to helping people who have cancer, says Tabay. That's good. That's cool. This kid is amazing. Yeah. Uh, he added that sometimes students are shocked to walk into the class and learn that the teacher is 14 years old. Sometimes they ask me where the teacher is, uh, Tabay said. At the beginning, they often don't think it's going to be a good class. But my sixth grade English teacher took one of my classes. She has been doing yoga for 19 years, mm. and she said my class is the best she's ever taken. Wow. Like, hey, man, hey, man. Keep it respectful when you come up in here. Yeah, don't come in here like, a kid? <laughs> You're barely out of middle school. Check this out, man. I have seven certifications. Don't disrespect. <laughs> you know, don't disrespect me like yeah, that. I'm a that. prodigy. I'm a fucking prodigy. Don't yeah. disrespect me like that. All the jokes are cool or whatever, but I'm, I do this shit. Half uh, can't even finish. Yeah, it's like you're sweating and shit. I'm up here chilling. I'm don't don't come at me again. I would go extra hard in that yoga class. Yep. Somebody come here. Pff, oh man, is that smart guy from Disney Channel? Okay, all right. Go into a uh, sunrise with the back split. Damn. <laughs> Somebody just walk out, quit. Uh, a lot of students leaving. A lot of students leave crying after class because mm. it is it's such an amazing experience. Tabay also taught yoga at a school in San Francisco for children on the autism spectrum. One of his certifications. Uh, the school staff called my mom and warned us that sometimes these kids can get violent. Mm. They can't have their eyes closed and they can't make contact with other students. And yoga is like pretty close prox- proximity. Yeah. Like usually the mats are right next to each other. Mm-hmm. So they probably make some exceptions for uh, the autism class. Yeah. This is Tabay and his mom. Just a picture of them now. Hey, mom, yeah. beautiful. Hey, long as hell. Yeah, mom, beautiful. Yeah. Tabay, great kid. Tall. Big, Jackson 5 or something. Yeah, big afro. Uh, Tabay said, I still wanted to teach them, and, and in class, the students were all doing meditation with their eyes closed, and they were doing partner poses with each other. So he was like, I don't know what y'all are talking about. These kids are great. They close their eyes, and they touch each other. So yeah. it's just his energy, I guess. Uh, the staff were shocked, he added. It just goes to show you that everyone is capable. Yep. Once my students try the food, they are shocked because it tastes like the real thing. Tabay and Sahel start each each day by practicing yoga for an hour together. The youngster who graduated high school earlier this year with a 4.0 GPA says that yoga helped him concentrate on his schoolwork. So he is just mm. a, a big advocate. He's like, I come home, I center myself, and I just focus, and then I go do my homework. No distractions, no TV, nothing. Uh, Tabay also is a vegan cook and teaches vegan cookery with his mom in Hawaii and California. They probably make a bunch of money online, yeah, man. man. They probably have a... I got to look them up. They might have a YouTube channel or something. Uh, vegan chef. Uh, he said, I want to continue inspiring as many people as I can to live healthier, says Tabay. Tabay shares his yoga teachings on his Instagram page and also offers online cooking and vegan cooking courses on his official website. His Instagram page is Tabay Atkins. T-A-B-A-Y-A-T-K-I-N-S. He has 55,000 followers and he is adorable, man. And a boss doing fucking great photos, man, all over Hawaii and shit. Shout out to Tabay Atkins and his mom, Sahel. Beautiful story. Um, getting through it as a family. Mm. Sometimes I, you know, I think cancer can come, you know, uh, 
as a just a, a devastating blow to families where it's like, well, damn, what do we do now? Like, yeah. How do we help? How do we rally around this person? How do we show support? And Tabay at 10 years old had to do that and showed up for his mom in a big way. Yeah. So shout out to Tabay Atkins and shout out to just being a kid in this, this age, man. It's yeah, man. Awesome. I want to do yoga. Just I can't do it right now, but I want to do yoga. We can look into that, man. I'll do yoga class with you, man. We can do broga. Yeah. Feel me? I think we should look into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do some broga. I mean, you hook up, you go do hot yoga. Maybe it helped me uh, concentrate because I'd be all over the place. Yeah, me got center yourself, man. Yeah. You know, take up, you know, sometimes you ever get those updates on your phone where it's like, time to meditate. Yeah. You should listen to them sometimes. I do sometimes. sometimes. I did it. So, I did a couple times. Sometimes when I'm breathing. When I'm, yeah, when I'm at work or I'm just out and I get that little, that little uh, alert, mm-hmm. I just take 60 seconds, just close my eyes and just. You yeah. just breathe. Just, it really helps, man. Just take a second and just reset. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'd like. Try to do like a bend over or something. And yeah. Then like I'm like, damn. Yeah. All the football players it's like do I'm yoga. Like 50 years old. Like yeah, all. What? Yeah. You got all the football players do yoga, man. Uh, people don't understand really. You you got to take care of your body, man. Yeah. Especially your back. Yeah. Because you can't do anything if your back is fucked up. It doesn't matter how big your biceps are, how big your legs are, whatever. Your back is like the puppeteer for your whole body. That's why I be trying to practice me sitting up. Yeah. Straight. Keep the spinal correction. Yeah. Yeah, man. So you know, yoga is really good for that. A lot of football players do ballet too. But yo, we, yeah. we can do we can do broga. We don't yeah. have to do ballet. Um, yeah, we'll, I, I'm super. I'm let, yeah, let me know. We're looking at yeah. that. We can, I'm, I'm down to go give it a try at least. It gets farty. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> that ass. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Hey. But yeah, man. Um, I'm starting to hear a lot as I as I get older. I start to see like, man, invest in your health, man. Because oh, like, yes, you can't. You can't get that back. No matter crazy. how much money you make, if yeah. you don't take care of yourself, if you don't have a nice, healthy diet. Yeah, you don't take care of your body. If you're, you know, overweight, you got diabetes, you got bad back, and all this kind of stuff. You got millions of dollars in the bank, but you can't spend it and enjoy it. What does it matter? Yeah. You know, uh, I started to see that a lot, and I mean, like since like before, I remember like a couple years ago, I went to the doctor, and I was like, damn, I haven't been to the doctors in I don't know how long. For sure. As I got older, you know, I you started to become. Yeah, you're like I'm good. Your dad I don't need, a, not, physical, I don't need yeah. a physical for and it was like And then I was like. I was like, man, I got to fucking... So I just go... I go the same time every year yeah. to the doctor just to get a checkup and Smart. just make sure everything is... Smart man. Yeah, man, because... Yeah, I'm starting to see that a lot now, man. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> health, over, health over wealth, for sure. Yeah, For Fuck sure, that. man. So, yeah, that's our PSA, health over wealth. Um, like I said, I'll be back next week. I got a couple books that I um, downloaded for books on tape. Mm-hmm. Um, so I look forward to listening to those while I'm on the beach. I think I'll probably knock out two of these books because it has the time. Like I said, mm-hmm. 10 hours. Another one's like 18 hours. I think there's enough time on this trip that I can at least knock out one of those books. Shit. And you leave? I leave Monday. Monday. You come back? Saturday. Okay. Yeah, so we got That's some cool. downtime. Yeah. Um, so one of the books I got is, I actually have the physical book, mm-hmm. but I bought the book a few years ago just because I like the show Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. and Ron, the guy that plays Ron Swanson has a book called How to Paddle Your Own Canoe, mm-hmm. and it's kind of just like um, little anecdotal life tips and how to do this and this, that, mm-hmm. and, you know, just like... How to Live a Good Life, but funny. Yeah. That's my funny book. And then I got another book that's the autobiography uh, of this dude named David Goggins, which I highly suggest you look him up on YouTube. A maniac. This dude was like, he used to be, he was in the military. He used to be, he got out of the military, he got real fat. And then one day he was just like, man, fuck this shit and got jacked. Mm. And now he's like a motivational speaker. So he, he's got he's got those kind of, you know how that dude that has the video where it's like, if you were drowning... How much do you want to live? When you want to live as bad as you would want to breathe? Yeah. That's when you... He's like that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But this dude's fucking nuts. 
So I'm going to listen to that, too, just to try to get some motivation. And I'm really looking forward to just getting a little vacation and, and getting a reset. Yeah. Um, so um, should be good. But we will definitely be back. I'll be back in time for us to record next week's episode. So there won't be a break. Um, we'll figure it out for sure. Um, I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in True Crime. And we will definitely see you guys next week. Deuces. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park